Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Blaze Experience once again. You are joining us for episode number 59 today. And today we have a special episode. This is actually going to be the first time in the Blaze Experience history where we have four people on the line with us. We did have three people for one episode back in episode four. That was the only time we had three. And this will be the only time we have four. So we have some great guests with us. But before we get into what our topic is and our guest, I will announce that our next stream is probably going to be on Saturday. So the day you're hearing this, I'll probably do a stream that night. Our next podcast will be on Wednesday, 1-9. I don't know what game it's going to be about yet, but I'll talk about something that day. And then a week after today, this is going to release on Saturday, 1-5. A week after today, we're going to have the results of this show. So uh, without further ado, this show is going to be the State of Decay Awards nominations. This is the first ever State of Decay Awards show that we're going to do. And next week, we'll do the results. Today, we're going to talk about the nominations. And when you're hearing this, the uh, ballot should already be out. I plan to release the ballot probably about Thursday of this week. So when you're hearing this, it should already be out. And you'll have about a week to vote on it. And then we'll announce the results next week. And the awards results show uh, will probably have some different panelists. So we can kind of get some other takes in there. We might have um, a couple of repeats, one repeat. We'll see how it goes. But I'm going to try and get some different panelists in there as well. But we do have some great panelists with us here today. So they're all people who have actually appeared on the podcast before. So you should know them pretty well. First up, we do have a guest that appeared two times on the podcast. He appeared on episode 26 and episode 34. But he hasn't appeared on the podcast for about three months now. So we're bringing him back. He is a YouTuber and he's also a finalist in Undead Trials 2. Please welcome back to the show, Maris. How are you, Maris? Hey, welcome, welcome. Glad to be back. I'm glad to have you back. It's been a little while, so it's nice to have you back on now. Yeah, it's awesome. You ready to talk some words with us? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's get to the next guests and then let's get to the Let's memories. do it. So next up, we have a guest that appeared at episode 47 about a month ago. He is a streamer and YouTuber, and he's also a former UT1 Duos champion. Please welcome to the podcast, Sarkoth. How are you doing, Sarkoth? Hello, everyone. Good to be here. Glad you're here. You ready to get in some words, too? Yes, I'm ready. I'm, let's do it. All right, let's do it. And we have one other guest here with us. He appeared on episode 56 two weeks ago, so he appeared most recently. But we're bringing back the two-time Undead Trials solo champion and streamer. Please welcome back to the podcast, Fall Down Go Boom. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Yeah, happy New Year. Exactly. Happy New Year to everyone that's listening. Happy New Year to all three of you. It's going to be a great new year, and I'm really excited to do this new year, you know, and with all the things to say to the K. Heck yeah. A lot of stuff coming down the pipe. Can't wait. Yeah, and 2018 was a great year for the game, a great year for the community, and uh, I really enjoyed everything that came out, you know. Sarkoth, how did you feel about the year? Uh, great. Um, you know, luck accomplished a lot of different things this year. And plus, you know, we did multiple events and like just through my streams. I mean, I love how the community came out. No, I agree completely. I, I think this community has been growing great and I love the direction it's going in. And I can't wait to see where 2019 brings us. And I know um, when the game first came out, you know, Maris was putting out a lot of YouTube videos that were great for the game as well. So, Maris, how did you feel the year went? Oh, I'm so happy this year. Unfortunately, State of Decay was not in the beginning of year, but well, in May when it came out, it it went great. So, I'm I'm really happy this this game seen second second in in series and and we had this chance to play. So, 
Yes, awesome, yeah. I agree, and I'm sure Falldown probably agrees as well. You know, he's been doing a lot of great streams on his stream, and he does a lot of great things, you know, with all the challenges he does. So I'm sure he had a great year as well. Yeah, I mean, this is the first time uh, I ever got into streaming was this year. It's around the time that State of Decay 2 launched originally uh, was when I really started thinking about setting up my, my rig and getting going and giving this crazy thing a try. So it was a it was a, a an awesome year, um, just because I you know met all you guys and started uh, started down this road. Absolutely, and I think you know we're all showing here that you know we have love for this game. Um, all three of us, or all four of us, sorry, have put in a lot of time with this game this year. We um, some of us put in a lot of time with the first game as well. So mm -hmm. I think we're all definitely fans of this game and this community. Mm -hmm, and definitely. I'm excited for what 2019 is going to bring. You know, you guys have any thoughts about what 2019 is going to bring? Oh, I mean, we're we're looking forward to, or I'm looking forward to a return to uh to the valley and to the original locations in State of Decay One. Um, that's going to be awesome, and just seeing what they did with the map or what uh, Undead Labs does with the map, I should say, um, is something that I'm really looking forward to. I personally Absolutely. can't wait for the uh, difficulty increases. I'm looking forward to that big time. Yeah, I was going to say that as well. The difficulty increase is something I'm really looking forward to because for the people like us that have put a lot of time to the game already, it's going to be something different for us that we can actually have a harder game to play. Mm -hmm. Oh, for for me, it's easy. I like to be to have this little child sensation when I allow Undead Labs to surprise me. I'm the least updated. What they are doing? What's the update? <laughs> I know generally, but I, I, I want them to surprise me, and that's that's what I'm going for. Well, I think they will surprise us. You know, I think um, early this year there's supposed to be the difficulty update, so we don't know exactly when that's going to be yet. But uh, I'm hoping like maybe February or March. I don't think it's going to be as soon as January, but we'll see. Uh, I, I can't wait for it. And until they do release that, we are going to have more community events coming. You know. We're going to have Undead Trials 3 in January, so I'm hoping you guys are looking forward to that as much as I am. Oh, of course. Of course. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Sarkoth might have to defend his uh, Duos Championship there in Undead Trials. We'll see. <gasps> Ooh, <laughs> we'll see. Duos are coming back? <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have some Daybreak action, so uh, we haven't officially decided how we're going to work it yet, but um, mm -hmm. we, we did talk about possibly doing some squads because we haven't done any squads yet, so... I think it'd be Ooh. nice to do some three and four player action in Daybreak. What do you guys think? That'd be great. amazing. That'd I'm be a little amazing. bit concerned, but I'll, it'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> Why concerned? Yeah, it's I, I'm as I stated many many times already. I think I love to play with players, not against them. So I'm looking yeah. forward for some team action. Me too. Well, my concern just goes down to connectivity. That's all. No, I hear you there, but I mean, I think how we're going to do it, we haven't officially decided everything yet, but I think it's going to be where you can choose your own teammates. So, you know, you can kind of um, negate some of that by choosing teammates that might have better connectivity issues with you. But I'm kind of hoping that if we do do uh, three and four player teams, that some of the original players from Undead Trials 1, we might kind of have our duo partners with us still. So kind of, you know, adds to our team. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. Uh, you know, I'm sure Sarkov, you're probably gonna want to play this through loose again. Uh, probably. I mean, he's getting a little bit rusty though lately. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it well, here first, Screw. You're welcome on Team Fall Down. <laughs> well, I don't know how rusty you think he's getting because he he did beat you in Undead Trials too. So you know, he he's beating the old man now. 
Oh, not face to face though. Dead burn. <laughs> it would have gone all different if we were face to face. Oh, maybe we'll have to put that into action then. <laughs> oh, amazing, amazing. But yeah, I can't look forward to the year. You know, um, the year's going to be great. We're going to have some more Decay Fest action, some more Undead Trials in the base game. But of course, you know, we're going to have that Undead Trials 3 in Daybreak first, and we'll see how that goes. And we'll have some more news about that soon, because that's going to be towards the end of the month. So stay tuned. We're going to have news dropping about that very soon. Nice. Nice. But we do have some awards categories to talk about. So this is going to be the first ever State of Decay Awards. So we have some people nominated here. We have four categories for actual people in the community. So there's basically Streamer of the Year, Content Creator of the Year, Community Member of the Year, and then Rookie of the Year, which is like for a new content creator. And then we have a bunch of categories for the game itself, such as like the map, uh, best melee weapon, things like that. So we'll kind of run down some of these categories. And I know Fall Down has to get out of here um, partway through the podcast, but uh, we'll kind of get into some of the categories about the people first. So our first category we have here is Streamer of the Year. And Streamer of the Year is basically for any streamer that has, you know, put a lot of time into the game. They've streamed a lot of the game and they've kind of dedicated a lot of streams to the game. So um, there's obviously streamers that are going to be left off this list you know, because we can't really put every streamer on here. But we tried to fit a bunch of streamers on here that really dedicated a lot of time to the game and they kind of put forth a lot of um, great things for the game. So mm-hmm. we have a couple of those streamers here with us today. So we're going to kind of go down oh, the list <laughs> and we can kind of talk about them a little bit individually. So fall down. If you want to talk about our first pe- person on the list here. Sure. Cases. Um, so cases was one of the first people in the community that I met. Uh, he and Mr. Dart and actually yourself blaze um, really reached out and kind of went to a few of my first streams when I was streaming the game, um, contributed new rules and things like that. Uh, I've watched cases stream State of Decay in order to learn um, kind of different ways of playing the game, different ways of, of succeeding at the game. So, I mean, it is it is definitely deserved. Absolutely. You know, Sizzle has been a great part of the community. He's played a lot of State of Decay 1, a lot of State of Decay 2, and He's definitely a streamer that I would recommend people checking out if you haven't already. You know, he has this whole persona with his community that he's the first knight and he kind of um, has like a code with his community and it's really mm-hmm. cool to watch. So I would definitely recommend people checking him out. And, you know, I'm glad that he can be recognized as one of the potential streamers of the year here. Agreed. Agreed. Sarkoth, do you want to say anything about our second person on this list? Sure. Mr. Darth's broadcast. He does a lot with the community. Um, he gets really involved with um, his viewers you know, talking to him and, um, you know, then he, like, just the the fact that he stepped in to help out with the undead trials and he's got, he was really involved in that and the, and I mean, I don't know, he's a really great guy, all around great guy. No, I agree. And he's a lot of fun to watch and I love how interactive he is with his chat too, you know, because I think a lot of these people on this list are interactive with their chat, but mm-hmm. I think he does a great job of keeping it very professional and he calls himself the gentleman gamer and i think he kind of you know embodies that so i do appreciate I just that mentioned it. yeah that, that's the last of his quality but don't forget about how good looking <laughs> that guy is just just saying it's true it's true yes. damn it dart damn it he would take that category from all of us probably <laughs> 
<laughs> but that's fortunately for us, that's not one of the categories. Man. Yeah, that's not one of the categories we have today. So, you know, fortunately for us, we're not going to lose to that one. <laughs> but next up, I will talk about our next person on the list. Um, our next person is here with us today. Ooh, that's we good. have Fall Down Go Boom. Yes. And I really you know love your streams. I think you do a great job with your streams. And what's interesting about Fall Down is, unlike a lot of people on this list, he really tries to challenge himself more than the game demands. So I think that's really unique because he adds challenges like, say, playing with your controller upside down and <laughs> random things like that. I mean, I would never even attempt to play with my controller upside down. So, you know, more props to you for even trying that. I mean, so uh, I really appreciate all those challenges you put yourself through. And I think it's why you're probably a two-time champion, you know, because you put yourself through all these trials that... Um, kind of help put forth extra pressure on the rest of us. So I think you do a great job with your streams, and I'm glad you're on this list. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> and our fourth person is also on this list. Maris, do you want to say anything about our fourth person? Oh, Sarpath. Of course, of course. He's awesome, awesome dude. Let's Let's start with dude. I'll start with dude. Because he's <laughs> YouTuber. He's streamer. He's community member. He's, I don't, I don't know. I can, I can keep counting the things he's doing for and all. My eyes, my eyes. <laughs> yes. Tell me about my eyes. And it's, it's all, <laughs> That's what it's it is. all about and around gaming, which, which is, I think, the main, main thing that, that brought all, all the pe people together. So I really, really, uh, like how he interacts, tries, streams, and, and, and does all around the gaming. Because we are here because we love gaming. And there are out there way more people that think that ga gaming and games are for kids only. And that's, that, that's really bugging me. So he's doing great job in, 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 in my, in my view, for, for example, the, the same. Not on in other words, he's saying that I'm old. <laughs> I'm saying because we all here are grown-ups and we are doing the gaming that that other people don't understand. And I think what he's doing, he's bringing to society, to, to people themselves, uh, and, and showing that games are awesome and how, how, how it's actually not that easy that this being a grown-up and having such a hobby that takes so, so, uh, much time. So, yeah, awesome, awesome. Um, I like his streams and YouTube videos and all the experiments he's doing in all the games. Let's just be clear here. <laughs> no, I agree. I mean, Sarkoth is a great streamer, and I love every time everyone streams. Um, he streams a lot while I'm at work, and I get on my lunch break, and I head right over to his streams, and it's a very fun time my lunch. You know, he helps my lunch go by a lot faster. So uh, thank you, Sarkoth, for making my lunch a good you know lunch, because if it wasn't for people like you that were on you know, during my lunch, I wouldn't have anything to do. So, <laughs> Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for watching. <laughs> No problem. And I think you do a great job, you know, interacting with your community. And I think you do a great job trying to teach people the games that you're playing a little bit, too, because uh, even games that aren't State of Decay, you know, I, I jump in there and I don't know anything about, like, say, Atlas even playing recently. Like, I didn't really know anything about that. I jump in there and I kind of, you know, learn the game from you. So I appreciate that. No problem. But next up on our list, we have our fifth potential streamer of the year. Our next one is Rabbit, and Rabbit is someone that I think is definitely worthy of being on this list as well. Rabbit is someone that has been with us for a while in the community. He has participated in all the events except Undead Trials 2. 
he was supposed to be in under trials too, but he had some uh, internet issues going on, which, you know, unfortunately we've all been there for us. So, mm-hmm, but definitely. I mean, when I saw that rabbit was playing in undead, uh, undead trials too, I was worried. Like the man is a beast. Oh, absolutely. Oh yes. I can add definitely. He, I had, I had a trouble, uh, with, with pairing in undead trials. I think, uh, duos and he came in and helped out. Like basically we were paired together. And it was the first time I met him, if if I can mention. It was the best pleasure playing. He's such a nice, nice guy. That's that I think that's the precise word. Because there was I've seen his streams and there's a, other people like angry and, and, and nagging him and everything. And he's always so chill and so nice, so polite in the same way. Mm-hmm. It's Agreed. it's Perfect. Absolutely. Perfect. I'm I'm lucky. I get to watch him almost my whole afternoon while I'm at work, you know, and because uh, he comes on during that time, so I get to watch him until I get home and then I get on um, afterwards. But he he does a lot of stuff. He's great with the community. He is he is an entertainer. I will give you that. He's probably one of my favorites. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. No, I Agreed. mean Rabbit is definitely Agreed. very funny, and he's one of the streamers that makes me laugh the most. You know, each streamer I think has something unique to them, and I think that's one of the things that's unique to Rabbit, where he's like one of the funnier streamers I see, you know, because he always has this personality that just makes you want to laugh as you have a good time in his streams. And I really appreciate how helpful he is as well, because there's been events in the past where Rabbit, you know, steps in at a moment's notice to help out. Like, uh, for example, in Undead Trials 1, you know, that Morris mentioned, Rabbit wasn't actually Morris's original partner, but Rabbit stepped in and, you know, became Morris's partner on a short notice. And I appreciate things like that. That and his icon, Rabbit's icon, just makes me giggle every time I see it. Just the, the, the little rabbit. It just it makes me laugh. And uh, all, <laughs> Completely off topic. Though. All the music he, he has for all the follows and, and, and whatever interaction the community does, it's always coming up with some awesome song clips and everything that that livens up this the stream so well it's awesome absolutely so you know props to rabbit you know you definitely deserve to be on this list and good luck to you in this category but next up we have our sixth potential streamer of the year fall down or sarkoth you want to take this one sure i mean fallout girl is the original right like she's probably the first person that I ever watched stream this game um and yeah there's <laughs> if someone's listening to this and doesn't know fallout girl then i mean that would be surprising uh, because I feel like she's one of those people that's that's been around for a really long time and really been involved in the community since really the beginning. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, amazing streamer. Amazing streamer. Good person. Very friendly. Very fun. And that's pretty much it. I mean, <laughs> just overall, just a good person. No, I agree. I think she's definitely very friendly. And that's one of the things I appreciate about her. You know, you go into her stream anytime and She'll be happy to say hello to anyone, and I do appreciate that. She's very friendly and definitely outgoing with her, her viewers. Agreed. And I, I think she definitely deserves to be on this list. You know, she always streams the game. Uh, she has a great time with the game, and it's something that is important to her, just like it is to the rest of us on this list. I also, I would like to say one more thing, too, about Fallout Girl. You know, we both are fans of Fallout, so, you know, I can uh... <laughs> That is true. I, I got to give her hypes on that one. Oh yeah, I'm 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 also with this one, Fallout and and it's post-apocalyptic games that 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 ties us together. Awesome. Oh yeah. <laughs> you three can just jump into game together sometime. Maybe we'll see. <laughs> but we do have a seventh potential streamer of the year. 
And our seventh one, Sarkoth, do you want to talk about this person? Uh, yes, we got P1 Gamer. Actually, P1's the first person that I connected with outside of my viewers in the community. I uh, I saw him streaming one time. I um, Undead Labs added me as a friend on their list, so I started looking at all the friends that they had. And I started checking him out, and he, I, he just happened to be the first one I saw that was streaming. I jumped into the stream, said hi. He, you know, talked, you know, like, you know he was... He was interacting with me and all the other viewers, and um, you know, I've just uh, been watching him ever since, and and because of him, I ended up meeting everybody else. So actually, likewise, um, P1 was also one of the first people, along with you know, Dart cases, uh, was one of the first people to reach out to me when I started streaming as well. Um, uh, just you know, giving me uh, encouragement and telling me I was doing a good job. So props, props to uh. Uh, props to P1 and you know hats off to him thank you very much man appreciate it and I appreciate the continued support yeah and he's one of the first people I met as well you know um when I first met him I was more talking to a lot of people on Mixer and a lot of people on the community are on Twitch so I didn't know a lot of people on Twitch like yourselves so um through him I you know learned who else was in the community and you know I kind of got to talking to you guys I got to know you guys more so I do appreciate that and you know, P1 did um, create the first Decay Fest with me, and that was a fun time creating that. And one of the things I like about P1 as well is he's very passionate about the game, and it definitely shows that he has passion for the game. So I do appreciate that, you know, because it's a game that we all love. So I definitely appreciate his passion for the game. And I would be, it would be not correct for me not to point out that he is a freaking beast at Black Ops. <laughs> Well, I don't play any Black Ops, but if I ever did, then maybe I go talk to him then. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> but those are our seven streamers of the year. So we have K Sizzle, Mr. Dart, Fall Down Go Boom, Sarkoth, Rabbit, Fallout Girl, MP1 Gamer. And, you know, all of them are great streamers, and uh, several of them have actually been featured on the Undead Labs live stream. So that's pretty cool that, you know, several of them got that feature. And, you know, hopefully the ones that haven't uh, get featured soon. But next, we have a different category. We have a category for Content Creator of the Year, and this is for a non-streamer. And I thought about doing these together in the same category, but I thought it was fair to split them up into separate categories because there's a lot of YouTubers that don't stream, and they just kind of create YouTube videos. You know, they're edited videos. So I thought it was uh, worthy to recognize people that don't normally stream or they stream less and recognize the streamers separately because the streamers you know they that's basically their main thing they do and the people on this list their main thing i wouldn't say their main thing is streaming i would say their main thing is like videos or other types of content so uh first up we have arky games cast i'm not sure if any of you are familiar with arky but arky uh has been a big part of state of decay especially this year and He's created a lot of videos for it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the list and I don't like the sec second place, but um, the, all others, I, I, I will agree, awesome, awesome creators. Yeah, that second guy we'll talk about soon. But, you know, Arky is a great guy. Um, I think he recently has announced that he's going to be going away from the game, but this is a awards list for the year of 2018. So, yeah, and he put out a ton of stuff. I mean, just the, the coverage videos that he makes by themselves are awesome you know answering questions from um from the audience that are, people send in uh everything along those lines it's just it's a nice forum and especially considering the fact that you know youtube is a very different medium than than streaming the fact that he is 
so approachable about it is awesome. No, I agree completely. And I think he's a great guy and very friendly as well. Like, for example, on his like sort of farewell um, video he did, he was basically doing a farewell. Uh, this one actually was a stream in this case, but he was doing a farewell stream because he was announcing that, you know, in 2019, he wouldn't really be covering State of Decay as much. But in that farewell stream, he actually, um, I was in a stream with him and he actually announced the event we had coming up, you know, Undead Trials too. So he announced that to everyone and he's definitely a helpful guy that likes to uh, give back to the community. So I definitely appreciate that. And if you haven't checked out any of his videos, you know, go check out his videos. He's a great uh, YouTuber. But next, you know, uh, Maras did mention briefly the second guy on this list. Oh, God, so this up guy. for content creator of the year, we have ML Maras and he is a YouTuber. He is actually the first YouTuber I uh, came across when I was looking for State of Decay content. And he was the first, you know, State of Decay uh, member of the community that I had on the podcast back in episode 26. And he was always the first one I wanted to have on the podcast. Not that I didn't want anyone else on the podcast. Of course, you know, I like everyone that comes on here. But I wanted Maris to be the first one because I think he has a very analytical mindset like myself. And I really loved the way he broke down some of his videos. You know, he'd go through different things. Um, he'd talk about, you know, the top 15 tips of this or he'd talk about, you know, the top of this. And I actually learned some things from Maris that I didn't even know myself. Like, it was actually in one of Maris's videos that I first learned you could actually go in the rivers in State of Decay because I always thought, you know, oh, it's a river. You, you can't go in the river. So I just never attempted it. So um, basically, I never attempted going in the river. And I just went in the river because of Maris. You know, Maris taught me that. So. Maris, you're a great YouTuber, and I really appreciate your videos. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, it's oh, the river. That's that's always funny when you mention this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be in, on the list. Um, and, and as you mentioned, when the game come out came out, it was more more. Uh, I I jumped in and everything. Now I'm I'm falling so behind for the latest updates and everything. All other creators are welcome to to. Uh, surprise and bring all the content i'm a little bit splitting my attention so but thank you for putting me on, on the list thank you <laughs> you're welcome and i, I want to say too that i appreciate how you handle things like patch notes everything because um not everyone you know handles it where they go really in depth into it and i appreciate how you take it and handle it in depth because every patch notes that comes out that you talk about like say patch 6.0 that recently came out you know, when you made a video about that, you go in depth about it and you talk about the whole patch. And I do appreciate that because um, not everyone that's on YouTube handles it the same way. You know, some people, they talk about like the two first lines of the patch and that's all I talk about. So that doesn't really help anyone. So I really appreciate how you try to, you know, give people their information they need. Oh, sure. Thanks. Thanks. No problem. But moving on to our third person on the list, Sarkov, do you want to take this one? Oh, we, who's this guy? We all want to take this one. Oh, we so want to do this. Go for it. Uh, sorry. Uh, well, Blaze is one of the best when it comes to keeping us connected to State of K and the community. I mean, he gives us all the information through the podcast. And um, now, you know, since he's been involved with the K-Fest and Undead Trials, you know, he continues to stay involved with the community, with Undead Labs. You know, he... He brings everybody into his podcast to discuss the different topics that is like the topic of the week. Uh, he talks to, you know, the devs at the un at Undead Labs and, you know, it helps to, I, I like to say, think that you are one of the main reasons that we have such good communications from, you know, the Undead Labs team. Agreed. 
Well, thank you. I really appreciate that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, I can I can just add it. I think there is no topic that Blaze at some point from some angle ha- haven't already talked about. And I when I was doing my YouTube videos, I was like, let's let's check out. And there was the same where I was on a podcast. I made at the same time a YouTube video. I was like, let's let's check out what what he's doing. And he's like, oh my god, he's doing everything. He he knows this game in and out. Blaze does excellent job on 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 con, uh, content create, uh, creation for for spe- specifically for this state of decay too. And that's that's the main reason we are all here today. So thank you, Blaze. Thank you guys. I really appreciate that. You know, um, I think you all do a great job as well. So I appreciate all of you as well. So, but thank you for the kind words. You're welcome. But we do have a fourth person on the content creator list mm-hmm. as well. Fall down. Do you want to talk about this person? Sure, I'd love to talk about Jersey. Um, Jersey puts out videos after every single patch is announced, after every single patch is released, um, very concisely going over both the changes, the positives, the negatives. I mean, the feedback that he provides, that Jersey provides is perfect. It's great. Like it is, it's exactly what you need for the snippet of information that you're looking for about the, um, the release itself. So, you know, when the Zed Hunter crossbows dropped, there was a long breakdown of the positives and negatives of every single crossbow, how they work, how they fire, um, kind of the damage that they do, and breaking it down to really give all of us and all of the other players of State of Decay the information that you needed to make a good choice about what you wanted to go for, for, you know, those particular weapons. Um, Going over, you know, the patch notes whenever a patch is released, um, going over the changes, little things that, you know, people might have missed, uh, insanity that people might have missed, you know, the horde sizes, the, the higher likelihood of, um, special spawns, things like that. Like it's really, really informative. So for those of you who have not been to Jersey's channel, definitely go, uh, check it out, especially after, um, you know, a patch comes out or a patch is announced because you will get some good information. Yeah, I agree. And one of the things I want to mention about Zerzio as well is he's one of the more funny YouTubers in the community. You know, his videos have that kind of sense of humor to them because he always uh, starts and ends his videos like, whoa, hello, guys. You know, it's Jay Boogie here. It's always uh, comical. And, you know, I say jovial is the best word to describe it. So he's always jovial about his videos. And I do appreciate that about him. And you know, he has a great following, and I do appreciate him being a part of the community. Definitely. But we do have a fifth person on our content creator list as well, Mr. Stainless. And Mr. Stainless is actually someone that was in the first ever Decay Fest with us. So he is a YouTuber that does a lot of edited videos. And believe it or not, he's actually the first person I ever won um, duos with in Daybreak. And he did a video about that. He recorded the video while I was streaming, and... You can go check that out, but he was actually the first person I ever did duos with in Daybreak and won. So um, he's a great content creator. He um, criticizes in a positive way because I remember one video he made that was um, critical of some areas of the game, but he does it in a way that isn't rude that like, you know, some people do. So I do appreciate that because he tries to put forward his information and his thoughts without being in a negative way. So I do appreciate that about you. So thank you, Sam. And one one more thing I wanted to mention. Um, I am quite sure that I stepped 
on many of his videos, not only about State of Decay. So he is a um, gamer, I understand, himself, and puts a lot of videos. So whenever I'm having some troubles with some game, uh, I think his name popped up quite some time when I've searched something, how to do this or how to do that. So, uh, yeah, that's that. Thank you. We are we are working all, all together here. No, I agree. And I really appreciate him. You know, he's definitely someone that uh, likes to give back to the community. He's just not um, into doing a, as much multiplayer as some of us are, but that's fine. You know, some people um, like to play a little bit more solo, but I definitely appreciate whatever, you know, help and um, information and thoughts he gives to the community because he definitely does a great job at trying to provide his takes and, you know, push the community forward in a positive way. But number six on our content creator list is A Squad Gaming. He is a YouTuber that is probably, um, in terms of subscribers, he's probably the biggest on this list. He does get a lot of views on his videos and he does cover a lot for the game, like uh, patch notes, um, potential releases for the game and things like that. He does cover those. So if you want to check out his videos, you can see some of that. Um, I know he has a Discord that has a lot of members in there. and He's also an FPS master, just as you know. He yeah, is, um, that is too. Yep, he goes over, and in terms of his videos, you know, very similar to kind of how Jersey uh, breaks down the upcoming patches and the upcoming changes. Uh, A-Squad does the exact same thing. You know, he does very similar, I should say. Uh, but he'll also go into kind of uh, the things that have been hinted at in the future. Uh, possible changes uh, doesn't stick to, you know, just the... Uh, just the patch notes, but also kind of what's been implied by the patch notes, what's been implied about things that are, that are up and coming. So it's, it's an, I, I, yeah, I like all these guys. They're so fun to watch and they're so fun to, to kind of follow. Um, cause everyone brings something different to, to the review and everyone has different feelings about, you know, the different releases, the different weapons, the different, uh, the different content that comes out for this game. And yeah, I mean, in terms of A Squad, like, listen to his stuff because he's he's very he's very eloquent about what he what he knows and you know how he feels about the individual patches and the individual data that comes out um, both hinted and confirmed no i agree i like how you said you know that everyone brings something different too because with a squad i think his strategy is to go um more into shorter videos but he makes a lot more videos so while say uh, maris for example might make a longer video about one subject a squad does a lot of short videos on a certain topic. So, um, he'll make a lot of short videos. And if you are someone that likes the shorter videos where you can, you know, jump in, watch a five minute, um, video and kind of get out of there, then, you know, might, that might be for you. So, um, a squad might be the person that, you know, is the YouTuber for you, but he's definitely, um, worthy of being a potential content creator of the year because he has created a lot of content for this game and he has tried to do a good job of, you know, giving something to the community to watch. And I definitely appreciate that he's uh, created a lot of content for us. And we do have one more person as a potential content creator of the year. Sarkoth, do you want to talk about this person? Sure, the Mighty Gaming Channel. I met Mighty Gaming Channel back in May, actually. He started watching my channel when um, after the game first came out. He uh, He's actually, in, you know, he would stop by, say hi, and... You know, just hang out, um, watching the channel for a while. Then um, I started inviting him to come join me. 
he joined me for about two or three streams and um he was great he is he is very fun to watch i i've gone check out his channel many times i like going over there hitting the like button for him as well and you know he he's really cool with his uh his his viewers his audience and all, he's also got a great accent so no definitely you know all those aussies they have a great accent and i definitely appreciate that um mighty gaming channel he does a great job with his videos and i remember some of those videos he wa uh, i watched of his he did like a hundred day playthrough and he kind of talked about his experience going through that and he's put a lot of time into the game he's put a lot of effort into making youtube videos for the game and i know for example on his discord he actually had like a um trading section at one point where people could kind of trade items back and forth so if somebody had like a gun you wanted uh you could trade them something else that they wanted so he kind of put forth um, efforts like that to try and, you know, make the community better. So I do appreciate that about him. Yeah, I think that I, mean, I also like to note that I believe he is the first, uh, like, you know, streamer that I did a collaboration with for State of Decay 2. So. So we were we were both in there really early on on the YouTube side of things. Yeah, he, he's definitely been around for a while making content for the game, and I definitely appreciate that. So. You know, Mighty Gaming Channel is definitely someone you should check out. He does also um, content on Fallout, like yourself, Sarkoth. You know, so he's another guy that likes Fallout. So I don't know if he's still doing content, but I know he was when it first came out. But he definitely does a great job. And I think um, our one of our guests has to leave us, unfortunately. So Indeed, I'm very sorry, you guys. Um, we have a, a, a get-together with friends and family that I have to head out to. Uh, thank you very much for hosting. I hope you all everyone who's listening i hope you all have a fantastic new year um sarkov maris thank you guys for for sticking around for being awesome uh blaze again you know thank you for the content for kind of keeping this community together and, and kind of being that rock so appreciate it buddy yeah thank you for joining us today and we really appreciate you joining and if people want to follow you real quick do you want to say how they can follow you before you get out of here oh yeah sure um so i'm on twitter at fall down stream uh, or on Twitch at BallDownGoop. There you go. So definitely check him out, guys. And if you think he should be the streamer of the year, definitely give him a vote. You know, he's a great streamer and definitely deserving of some votes. So um, there's a lot of streamers that are, you know, great in that category. So you'll have to decide which one you want to vote for. But thank you, FallDown, for being here with us. And we really appreciate it. So uh, we'll see you again next time. But since FallDown has to get out of here, we're going to move Man, on I to our next never category. leave. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> good one, good one. Yes, and for next, there is a third category that is Community Member yes. of the Year. And let me take so this over, I, Derek. I do want to explain this category, though, <laughs> sure. um, just so people know exactly what the category is a little bit. Basically, this is a category that is specifically for a content creator, per se. The person, people in this category don't have to be a content creator. They're basically people that you know, give back to the community. They've done a lot for the State of Decay community in one way or another. It could be um, through creating events. It could be through creating content for the community. It could be through um, following a lot of the people in the community and, you know, uh, giving a lot of support to everyone in the community. So it could be different ways like that. But basically, people in this category, they're people that have put in a lot of work to make the community better in some way. So we have four nominees in this category, and Maris wanted to take the first oh, one. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and that, just just to just to make it clear right away, it's one of the toughest categories because I see uh, all people here, and I I want to vote for all of them. That's and and the first and, and I agree. just just 
but I'll, I'll go with the first one because that's a blaze experience the same the same guy you are listening here in in the podcast and i want to spe- specifically uh give you out big thank you because uh for others they they just mentioned in this um podcast already what was the entry point for this community so for me it was blaze who contacted me and at the beginning it was uh, someone, I, I was just on my own doing videos and, and starting just in YouTube. And he was like, Hey, dude, how, how I can contact you? And I was like, Why? Why do you want to contact <laughs> yes, me? I remember that. And it was, it was so, so, uh, let's say awkward at the beginning, but right away, he was the entry point when I met all other people, exactly everyone else, because I was solo. A lonely wolf and, and and blaze was the one and, and and that's what he does he he picks out he takes care of everyone every and and, and everything that's why he's definitely the, the the first person that comes in my mind when it comes to community member of the year so first yeah vote for the blaze vote for the blaze that that's that's my entry here <laughs> <laughs> well thank you <laughs> And Sarkoth, you can comment if you want to, but I really appreciate those comments, Maras. You know, it really makes means a lot to me. I don't know what else to say from what I just said earlier and what from what that on from what Maurice just said. So I mean Blaze just a great all around community member. So and like I said earlier, he helps to bring the I believe you help bring make the undead lab devs more you know um, more involved in our community. Well, I hope that's the case. And you know, I, I know that they're um a great company and a great developer so um i appreciate them very much and hopefully that is the case you know because i love how involved they are with the community but we do have a second entry for community of the member of the year sarkov do you want to talk about this person well i already spoke about mr dars broadcast earlier like i said he is he i feel that mr dars is great on getting his community involved with everybody else which i mean i mean it is just a kind nice thing to do when you like are able to get your community involved with all the other streamers out there he is great on rating everybody into i mean every night i log in i'm seen to be like one of the only streamers on at my time so i'm always being hosted by his channel it's just he it, you know he just really goes out of his way to help out all the other streamers out there and just all around great guy no i agree completely and I want to say, too, that he definitely tries to give back to the community as much as he can. Um, for example, he won some extra items from Undead Labs that are, you know, hard items to get, like uh, T-shirts, water bottles, and things like that. And because he had extras, he actually had them send it out to other people in the community. And, I, you know, I really appreciate him doing that. And it shows um, a lot of kindness from him. And it shows why, he, you know, he's up for this award, because he definitely is someone that tries to give back to the community and tries to do his best to... Uh, give us all a great time in the community yes definitely uh, he's he's working in community and i just wanted to add uh, he, his efforts are, are great here and i just remember if you go on his stream and click that hard button that means uh you love him he loves back you back and you can all be happy family don't forget about this I agree. And you know he is on a little bit of a hiatus right now, but I can't wait till he comes back and you know resumes his streaming because um he's definitely a great streamer as well and that's why he's up for that category too. So, you know, definitely a great community member and definitely someone that's worthy of potentially getting this award. 
But we do have a third entry on our list for Community Member of the Year. Maris, do you want to talk about this person since I talked about them last time? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. KC. KC is... Uh, and, and, and I'm just rethinking. We are mentioning all the guys in here and, and all the great community. And it comes down to one of the greatest uh, melee fighters and, and streamers and great guy in general. Because... I've I watched um, K Sizzle uh, playing other games as well, and and he's always he's always this uh, supportive and understanding guy on the other side that puts I'd say even even he, he's he is the streamer and he's the reason why everyone's there. But if someone has a trouble in a chat or or just just communicating, he he's putting out, he's going out and and just 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 helping out. He's He's such a nice, nice guy. That's <laughs> that's our KC. How I know him, and I think everyone else too. I gotta say something about because I didn't get to say anything about Sizzle yet. So I just want to say that yeah, he he is really. I like how he's gotten involved more and more with the community over time. I mean, he's jumped right out into you know wanting to connect with all the other streamers early on and saying, hey, like you know, I want to be involved in you know, what you do and what the community does. And um, over time, he's just become more and more of a, one of the figureheads. So it's great to see him out there. Agreed. And I definitely have to say, too, with Kay Sizzle and Mr. Dart Bolt, that uh, along with myself, they are organizers of the community events that we put on. And I've definitely appreciated all the help that they've given because uh, Mr. Dart, you know, he came on uh, during Undead Trials 1 to help me out. And then Kay Sizzle, he came on for Decay Fest 2 and has been an organizer since then. And both of them have been a great help in providing for this community. You know, Mr. Dart, um, in Undead Trials 1, he was actually the person that came up with the name Undead Trials. So I think he did a great job, you know, naming that. He does a great job with graphics, promotion, all those type of things like that. So, you know, he's done a great job in actually making the events better. And Kay Sizzle, for example, he did a lot of work in Undead Trials 2. Um, he did the registration that we all had, so he made that entire thing that was all him, and he does a great job in making sure everything runs smoothly, and he did a lot of refereeing, he did a lot of uh, behind-the-scenes work to help out during Undead Trials too. so he did a lot of work to actually help me make that uh, run smoothly, so definitely appreciate both of these guys, and both of them definitely deserve uh, some votes for Community Member of the Year. But we do have a fourth potential member as well, so... Uh, along with the three we mentioned before, we had one other member that is not technically a content creator, but this person has done a lot of work to support everyone in the community, and I definitely think they are deserving of being on this list. Sarkov, do you want to talk about them a little bit? Yeah, Aussie, I'm telling you, I see him at more streams than anybody else. Actually, you know, when I log in in the morning, the first thing I do to see is what is Aussie watching so I can go watch it. And I found so many other streamers through him. And I just love that he comes out to our streams. You know, he watches us, he talks in it, he, you know, and he gets involved. He's even, I I think um, he's probably one of the people that moderate, you know, people pick him as a moderator from more channels than anybody else that I see because he's so involved in our channels. And one of my favorite things is that when I used to like, you know, as of two weeks ago or three weeks ago, I was streaming on both YouTube and Twitch at the same time. And when I, he would jump on my Twitch, 
you know, do something about, hey, everybody, you know, and he would chat there and then he would jump over on my YouTube channel and then he'd always do some like fun little thing like, you know, like if I'm playing State of Decay 2, he's like, uh, the zombies are chasing after me and I hit the like button. So then he just tried to point out that, you know, he wanted everybody to um like the video and stuff. And I just love the way he would get involved in all that. And I really appreciate his support. He's a great guy. Oh, yeah. If, if I can take over from here, he's... uh. To, to be to be uh, to be honest, probably Circle doesn't realize, but uh, uh, Alsi uh, follows everyone. I, I I will just say everyone because he's everywhere. He's he's watching. He knows he it. Does. He mentioned me Circle. He mentioned me Fall Down. He mentioned me the same Blaze. He mentioned me when someone does something, and he's like, "By the way, ha- have you seen that? Have you seen that Circle put out the video? Have you seen there's a new?" Um, new game coming and he he's i i'm just i'm just trying to keep up with this guy and he's absolute insanely <laughs> awesome being everywhere and in- entertaining and, and interacting with everyone and knowing everything i i, I mean rc is one of our favorite i think guests whenever any one of us streams or or even in your podcast i believe uh when you see comment from rc he's like yes Thank you. It means it was a good day. <laughs> I want to say, too, about him, you know, he was one of the first people that really got on board with my podcast. And he's one of the few people out there that have actually listened to every single episode. You know, he's even told me that games I don't even like, like, um, say I did episodes on like Darwin Project and things that he doesn't even play or watch. He listened to it just to support me. And I definitely appreciate someone like Aussie. You know, Septic Aussie is a great community member and He's someone that tries to support everyone in the community however he can, and I really love that about him. You know, he's in uh, Sarkov streams. He joins my streams when he can. Uh, he you know follows Morris. He follows Mister Dark, K Sizzle. Basically, every single person in the community. I don't think there's anyone you can find that he hasn't you know been in a stream for. So, um, if there is someone, then I'd be shocked to find out about it. But I think he's been in every person's stream that's in the community, and I really appreciate that. So those are your four member, uh, four nominees for community member of the year. We have myself, Blaze Experience, Mr. Darts Broadcast, Case Hizzle, and Septic Aussie. So definitely going to be a hard choice there. I think um, those are some worthy nominees, and you know, good luck to everyone choosing on those nominees. But our next category gets into more of the game content. Um, so this is our first game category. This is for best map and. One of these nominees is probably not going to do very well, but um, it's the Daybreak map. You know, this is a, it's technically a map. That's why I included it. But um, in terms of the other map, it's obviously a lot smaller in size. And it's a map that I think has some very fun and unique uh, perspectives to it. But it's obviously not the same size as the other maps. But we do have uh, Cascade Hills, Meager Valley, and Drucker County on here as well. I don't know if Sarkoth, you want to shout out one of these maps as possibly being your favorite? Well, you know, for me, I I spent, you know, it's funny, I've spent more time on Drucker County because I was doing my videos on my vehicles, but I think that made me like it the least. But um, Cascade, I love Cascade more than anything because I just love the, you know, the fort base, really. Yeah, I was going to say Cascade's probably my favorite too, but it's not for the fort, actually. Um, I do like the church and uh, lock and key better than the fort. So okay. uh, for me, it's because I like those bases. But 
Um, I think Cascade is definitely one of my favorites. And it's funny you say that about Drucker because I had kind of the same reaction. I mean, Drucker is the first map that I spent a lot of time on. And I think because of that, it kind of wore it out for me a little bit. So that's why I don't uh, prefer Drucker as much now. But I also have to say that I, when they added Daybreak in, so for me, I'm voting for Daybreak because now that I I see that you had it on the list, because I love Daybreak. It is my type of thing. I know that it's very repetitious, but I guess it's because I love playing the dead break, the daybreak. So, you know, I, I could play that map over and over again and I'm not, you know, it'd be great though, if they actually add, um, you know, be, I, I, I didn't even think about it until now, but it would be great if they did add extra maps to play the daybreak on. That'd be really cool. Actually to have different settings and everything like that. So yeah. that'd be nice. You, you just, you just made my, my whole life change. Sarko. <laughs> I already imagine if 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 the technician is in the middle and attacks happen from all the sides, you have three sides or four sides. Oh my god! Oh my god! But if I can jump in, it's it's definitely I I agree and I I will be, say big thank you to I don't know luck because Drucker County was the map I saw after. I think first two maps repeated themselves more times and, and Drucker County was the last one and definitely my, my least favorite map. So I, I'm, I'm also just assisting, uh, Sarkot on this one. Daybreak is the perfect map and my reasons are simple. This map is exactly the map and actually DLC and, and play style where you work with your, uh, companions because Whenever you are in, in, in casual, in, in default game, uh, the host has a lot of privilege. For example, the same looking at the base, um, administrating and everything. When you are just a guest, you feel like a guest because nothing you do will actually matter in your main game. Then in daybreak map, we are all equals and we all here and we stand until the last daybreak and we save the technician and the day so yeah that that's my <laughs> no it's actually interesting because it sounds like both of you are kind of favoring the daybreak map a little bit more because of the experience you have on that map you know playing daybreak is that true I, for me it's true yes. yeah i mean i i just love the i just love uh, for me a zombie game i love defending a base so out in the regular maps, I mean, I enjoyed going out, getting all the loot, doing all the different activities. Driving vehicles is my number one favorite thing. But in Daybreak, I get to the, do the thing that I like the most, and that's like defending against a horde of zombies coming at me. And and then I like that, you know, it comes in waves and it's just over and over again. You could, like, if they could do something where they could either add more waves or lower the waves for people who might not be as elite, but, you know, that are working to get there, you know, that would be a cool thing to do as well. I'd, I'd like, I'd like Daybreak. So that's, that's my vote. Excellent comment here. And, and yes, if, if Undead Labs at some point listen to this, then probably difficulty settings not only for default game but also for daybreak for example if you if i if we know that we are experienced players and we want to tune up difficulty which means maybe add some extra um, prestige points but give us extra zombies and difficulty as well i think everyone would benefit from that and 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 it goes in the other way as well for people who are new in this game and and i heard a lot of comments that I have never won Daybreak yet, and I'm like, how? But then, then 
not everyone is in the same level and if someone is just just getting into the game then maybe some easier or, or some i don't know five um waves of zombies will be for them so yes you know it would be interesting if they gave us unlimited waves and then that would be a great way to oh, do one actually. of our contests you know one of our yeah. undead trials survive the longest who could make it the most waves Without time limits. And it could just end up being like a war of attrition, too, where, you know, uh, I'm just tired of playing this after like five hours. I just got to stop, guys. You might have stopped there. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that would be entertaining. It's like, hey, guys, uh, we're going to actually have to stop because we're too good. <laughs> those, let's say we have four people in there, like those four people, they can defend it. Like, like okay, fine. Just go home. <laughs> but I do want to mention a little bit, too. Um, Meager Valley, we barely mentioned it, so I, I do want to give a shout out to that one. That I do like how Meager Valley is the most drivable map, where you can basically drive anywhere without worrying about it. So I do want to give a shout out to that one. Out, I don't know if you guys have a lot of thoughts. Yes, on Meager, yes. But. Out, out of those three, uh, Meager Valley is the best for driving, and I like driving. I think Circle Two. So yes, yep. That's the next right up the daybreak map. So apologies out there to anyone that likes Drucker, but I think we're probably all in agreement that we don't really like Drucker that much. So, <laughs> so anyone that's a Drucker fan, you know, you can still vote for it, but yeah. not feeling not guilty. Sorry, <laughs> no, no guilt here. <laughs> but uh, moving on to our next category here, we have favorite community event, and we had four community events during the year. We had Decay Fest one which was a event centered around the release of Daybreak. So it's a week-long event, and there was a bunch of streamers getting together, streaming for this event. Uh, we had some YouTube videos as well, and basically we laid out a lot of content, and this was around Daybreak coming out, so we did a lot around Daybreak. Undead Trials 1 was a competition in the Daybreak game itself, and this is a competition that was done in solo and duos. Uh, solo winner was Falldown, who was here earlier. And then Sarkoth and Screwloose won for duos. Decay Fest 2, this was a pretty short event, actually. It was around the release of Zed Hunter. It was a two-day weekend event on a Friday and Saturday. And we did a lot for the uh, Zed Hunter release. So we did um, 48 hours of streaming. Basically, a bunch of different streamers getting together, showing some of the Zed Hunter content out. And then last but not least, Undead Trials 2 was the most recent event back in December. And this event was in the base game. It was a competition in the base game where we had 65 people and we all went from 65 down to one winner, which was Fall Down. And basically in this, we had a bunch of different mini games in the base game and we eliminated each other through those mini games. So that kind of gives a little bit of a brief overview of the events, but um, I don't know if, you know, Sarkoth, you have any comments on any of these in particular? Well, um, you know, for me, I, I happened to miss Decay Fest because I was on vacation during that time, so and I didn't get to take part of it. And I, you know, I was always I was depressed a little bit that I had to miss it, but then I was able to get involved in the Undead Trials one, and obviously that one's definitely my favorite. I mean, I think that one went beautiful. I figured, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I figured that'd be your choice. <laughs> um, I got to help out a little bit with Decay Fest too. I actually got to do a co-op with Fall Down Go Boom, and uh, we had a lot of fun that day. And um, then Undead Trials 2, my favorite part about that was being referee and helping out with all the different events. And yeah, I mean, all great, all great activities right there. It's going to be a tough choice for the votes. Well, not for me, maybe, maybe for everybody else. <laughs> yes. And how about you, Maris? What are your thoughts oh, yeah, on those? Definitely. Uh, very good point, uh, Sarkov mentioned here. Uh, having 
being a referee and 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 leading the under trials too was definitely something additional and special out of all of those four uh but i, I my personal opinion is um i enjoyed um the k-fest more because as i mentioned that's not fighting people against people because there's zombie apocalypse so we need to stand together and that was community event where everyone was let's say not fighting uh, against something but uh, for something like for survival for for having all the streams and even if the for my i think my favorite will be the the kfs2 even if it was shorter, it was um, a lot more people involved, and I hope in the KFS 3 there will be even more new faces, new channels, new people. So, Agreed. yeah, it's it's all all the mentioned um, events were great, and, and just I think my favorite will be the KFS 2. Yeah, for me, it's even harder to choose because, like, for me personally, it's like choosing between my kids here because. I was helping organize all four of these events, so it's like, well, which one do I choose? I mean, because I, you know, helped make the, all of these events, so it, it's really hard for me to choose personally. Um, I, I like all of them for different things, you know, like Maros was saying, you know, the K-Fest is an event that gets a lot of people together just to have fun, and I think, you know, one and two were both fun. Uh, Under Trials one was a very fun experience, you know, especially watching those duos matches, you know, those are very um, tight competitions where... I think we had six duos and all six, you know, really brought it and really, you know, put the pedal to metal on those. And Undead Trials 2, um, for that one, it was very exhilarating as well because you know, so many of these matches, especially when we got to the later rounds, they were so close in every match. You know, we'd have matches that were um, won by, you know, seconds. We'd have matches that, you know, somebody, if they just did one thing differently, they could have won the match. And it was very um, contentious, and we actually had a really great time facing each other. So even though they are competitions, it was all in good fun. And I think everyone, you know, for the most part, had a lot of fun in all these events. So for me, I don't really know what one I'm going to pick yet, because for me, I enjoyed all of them. But next up, we have a category for favorite vehicle. And we have five choices here. So these are all choices that um, I think a lot of people uh, tend to like at, when they pick their vehicles. We have the Robe Mangler, the Big Boss, the Bandito, the Burnator, and the Zed Buster or the Norma. The Norma is basically what the Zed Buster is uh, formed into. So, do you guys have any thoughts on these? Well, let's see. I think everybody knows me by now. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess there's not much to say, but the Zed Mask, the Zed Buster, Norma definitely is my favorite. Once you get her upgraded, she's just a beauty. I mean, I just love the look of the vehicle. It's not really it all the driving yeah. of the vehicle. Um, I I get it. I do get a little bit of a chuckle out of the fact that, like, whenever you stop the vehicle, it takes a. It's like you got to like really put the the gas in to get the get her to start up again. So she's a little bit slow slow on the start. Yeah. So if you guys watched a couple weeks ago during the the stream on Maurice's channel where we competed, it was uh, Scarproof, myself, Fall Down, Go Boom, and I I ended up going second, and sadly, uh, Fall Down, Go Boom, sadly, he ended up flipping me so good that I was out of it. But then they let me go ahead and try one more time so I get a little bit of enjoyment because only getting to play for a minute and a half and me being the one who <laughs> wanted the whole event to happen. Right. You know, I was like, all right, please, guys, let me go one more time. So I went, and they could not <laughs> exactly. get in front of me at all. I don't know if it was just my – because 
I didn't seem to have that much trouble getting in front of them. So I don't know what was going on there, but I I want to say that it was definitely because the Norma, she could uh, hold her own. Yeah, for me, I mean, my favorite has always been the Burnator. I just love how it looks and I love how you can actually have the horn make flames go up the side of it and you, know, you can fry zombies that are on the side of your car. So for me, that's always been a favorite of mine. It does obviously take more feel doing this, but uh, I like how it's a click to activate. Um, fire because with the pyrohawk for example that one is if you click it it'll stay on indefinitely until you click it off with the burninator it's just you know you click it once to throw some flames on the side and then it'll go away and i really love the burninator i just love the look of it i love how it handles i love everything about the burninator so for me this choice is easy it's got to be the burninator but um maris what do you think oh as you mentioned before my analytic mindset says simple Going through the list, it's simple. Burnator will be out of my list entirely because that's DLC car. Am I right? Yeah, it's DLC Yeah, car. so that's, you know, let's stick to the default. So, first choice is off. <laughs> and then, if you look on other cars, Vendito, Zbuster, and also Big Boss, doesn't matter actually if upgraded or not, the base car and upgraded version Handling is just terrible. As, as Sarko just mentioned, it's, it's, maybe Zedbuster is not the greatest for handling and, and Norma has some other great features. So those three cars will, would be out of my list as well. If you guys know me as well, then, then I, I, I look at the list and there's no Wichita, Wichita WS and I'm like, <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> because there's terrible handling, then DLC car and then Little bug that gets flipped over on every rock. So <laughs> how? But yeah, that's that's my analytic mind because I don't see any four door, um, and enough size in, in a trunk and good handling and uh, there's, there's just just not enough for me, man. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think then uh, Road Road Mangler and Vandito would be my two top choices. One is speed and another is size. You know, um, also another one of my favorites would be for looks. I really, I mean, a lot of people said it was ugly when the first time I found it. I don't know if, I don't know if anybody else streamed it first or whatever, but I found that the big boss, the green monster is what I like to call it. When I first got that one, I made like a big video on it just because I love the look of it. I thought it was yeah, so it cool and awesome. so bright, but everybody that was watching my, I was so funny getting so many of the comments from people were saying that that vehicle is ugly. And I'm like, you're just <laughs> haters go away. But, um, but also I would like to do an honorable mention to, I, you know, I have a a big thing for, you know, the, the little mini vehicle, you know, for... Which one are you thinking about? Upgraded yeah, or non-upgraded? No, the, the regular, the one that has like four different types, you know, the that you can go, do the scouting with and stuff. Oh, uh, oh the Brogan? Brogan? The Brogan, thank you. Okay, so I, I want to do an honorable mention for the Brogan because I think that vehicle is so maneuverable... It is. It's nice and quick. If you get the sports one, you can scout all around with the, uh, the the scout version of it. You know, then you got the one that has all the cargo capacity. I mean, it is just an all around great vehicle. Now, I wouldn't consider the cargo one for maneuverability or speed or anything, but 
for all the other ones are really great and it probably was the one vehicle that i used the most during all my derby videos that i did and i did a lot of derby videos yeah with that one i definitely want to say um if you have a challenge to flip it don't try and flip that you know don't be an idiot like i was so <laughs> but um as far as honorable mention goes uh i want to give one to the kaiser and i think the kaiser is a really cool car it's basically what you upgrade the police car into and it's a car that has a lot of maneuverability, and I think it has pretty decent speed. You know, some people don't like the speed of it, but I think the speed is, you know, decent enough. So, uh, for me, I think it's a pretty good no, no, Blaze, you, you are not getting it right. <laughs> not the speed is a problem, but taking away sirens, that's the problem. <laughs> well, I don't yeah. need the siren that much, but... but the... Well, but it makes it so much more fun. Exactly. That is true. That is true. <laughs> but yeah, good, good choices, guys. So those are our choices, you know, Burninator, Vandito, the Zed Buster, the Big Boss, and the Robangler. And next category, we have our best melee weapons. So we have seven choices here. Uh, a lot of these are, you know, top level weapons. So we have the Bastard of Bella Wood. We have the Cleo Battle Axe, the RTX Extermination Blade, the RTX Crusher, the Cleo Great Hammer, the Cleo Longblade, and the Mamba, which is actually from the Zed Hunter update. So I don't know what you guys think about these, but for me, it probably has to be the Cleo Battle Axe, I'm thinking. I just love how this weapon works, and uh, especially since they updated the game to reduce the weight of these, so now this is going to have less weight, so it's even more powerful than it was before, and I just love how this Battle Axe swings. You know, it takes out zombies like a champ, and... The durability is pretty good as well. So I, I think this is my choice for best weapon. For me, um, I would have to say, okay. So for me, I, when I was doing the Daybreak video series on my channel, I was going through all the different melee weapons, all the guns and stuff. And I ended up coming down to trying out everything there. And then I fell in love with the Cleo Great Hammer. And for me, I have now have made that my primary weapon of choice for when for all my characters when I'm going out, unless I have a character that's specific for blades. But I mean, otherwise, I mean, it just seems to be my favorite just because it knocks down multiple zombies at the same time. And then it allows me to fight the rest of them while, um, you know, while I'm trying to get recovery and stuff. So, yeah, I think that's definitely one of the better blunt weapons for sure. I'm just not a much of a blunt guy, but um, for blunt weapons, I think that's definitely one of the best choices you can have. Maras, what about you? I think I'm 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 now angry because you took my choice already. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Did I now? <laughs> from the list I'm seeing, I I also I actually now if I'm thinking, I'm flipping from bland weapons because that was my first suggestion in one of my first videos for entry in the game because uh, when zombie is knocked down, it's it's one of the greatest because it means it takes a lot of time when it uh, just 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 is up and, and, and again attacking you but lately I'm going for sharp weapons and then Cleo Battle Axe will be my favorite just for for simple reason if you guys are familiar with Daybreak there is no any other better choice that's that's your weapon of, of, of the peak. That's your main. Yeah, I have to agree there. <laughs> so that's your favorite by, 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 by default, I, I'd say. So th that's mine. Yeah. <laughs> no, I have to agree there. I mean, I'm a bladed weapon guy, and I think you can't do much better for a bladed weapon. I mean, 
the Bastion of Bella Wood was one of the original weapons that um, a lot of people enjoyed the most because it has such high lethality and things. But once the Cleo Battle Axe came out, I think that's a top choice of a lot of people now. So I think this is going to be a big contender for this category. But um, we do have other ones like the Mamba, which is um, something that a lot of people like a lot in the Zed Hunter. And we have the Cleo Longblade and things like the RTX Extermination Blade and RTX Crusher. Those have been favorites by a lot of people, too. So, you know, maybe they could be Dark Horses take this category. We'll see. Or it could be um, Sarkov's choice of the Cleo Greathammer, too. So we have a lot of great weapons in this category. But speaking of weapons, we have another category for weapons. This is for our best range weapon. And we have six choices here. We have a lot of different types of guns here. We pretty much have every type of gun except for a 22 caliber in here. So we have the Eternal Guards Infinite Range. That's a 762 caliber. We have the Devgrew Infiltrator X12. That's a shotgun. The M99 X1 Timberwolf, which is 50 cal. The M4 X2 Light SSW. That is a 5.56 gun. The G18 Auto Custom, which is a 9mm. And then the Echo X2 Repeating Crossbow, which uh, fires bolts, and that's our crossbow in this category. So I think we have a lot of great options here. For me, it's going to be kind of hard to choose between these because these are all weapons that I've used a lot, and um, I'm not really sure which one I'm favoring at the moment. How about oh, you guys? Oh, I, I know for sure. And I think everyone who watched and followed the under trials saw how every single match, whatever, whatever issue or, or challenge I had... Uh, M4 X2 light. I think that's that's the gun. All <laughs> my guy had. That is a yeah, gun. It, it, I think it has a uh, hundred bullets in the magazine, right? Yeah, that was a hundred, I believe. I think the internal guards. Yeah. Is 100 the, the issue with eternal guard, just just putting out again, analytic mindset. Uh, eternal guard is way way heavier. And if you equip, you need uh, really specific stats for the character, so it can run um, all the time, like still be a light uh, on 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 a backpack uh, weight. But this light weapon is really light; it's really durable. The bullets, I it's okay. It's automatic um, five point uh, five six still. But uh, and, and the damage output, uh, 100 uh, bullets, just without any additional magazine, it's really super weight and space saving. Um, so definitely awesome weapon. For me, it is going to be 100%. See, I was the type of survivalist. I like stealth, so I rarely went out to use weapons at all. If I did, I put a silencer on them, but then, you know, you're you're always worrying about your weapon being damaged from the durability, from the use, you having to clean the weapon and so forth, but then you came out with the repeating crossbow, and I am now... I thought you might like that one, yeah. <laughs> I am now permanently in love with it, and if I do use a weapon, it's going to be the crossbow all the time now, and the fact that I get 10 shots with it before having to reload or, you know, reload whenever I want, but that it doesn't get damaged. I mean, it's great. I can take it out and use it as long as I want, and I'm usually good to go. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for adding the crossbow. See, I never worried about the damage as much because I had a lot of weapon handling on my characters, so they could just unjam it. But it does obviously take time to unjam it. So if yeah. it never breaks in the first place, that's a lot better. So. Right. I, I definitely understand uh, where you're going with the repeating crossbow. 
And I, I do wish I had one. I had to borrow yours in the tournament. So, <laughs> but, I, yeah, you know um, that's like kind of funny because I got I got a lot of curse from other people because they were like, "Hey, like I still haven't found one of these crossbows." And then I started hearing that they're like the hardest ones to find. And I'm like, "Are you kidding? That's like the second crossbow I found. What do you guys mean?" And then not only did I find one, but I found two. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's the only one I haven't found. Like I've done, you know, several mysterious broadcasts and everything. I can't find that yeah. one. Wow. So. I, I will just add if if someone probably someone new in the game will will listen to this podcast. I'm like, oh yeah, that seems like crossbow is the choice. I will just mention this slightly because Mr. Dart tested out uh cross this this repeating crossbow on Plankheart, and I think it took 37 or even 47 bolts. Where, if you go with light M for X two, then it's just half of the mag just clicking and holding. Just just saying this, you know, for reason. I only use explosives on play cards, so it's all good. <laughs> I think that math has got to be a little bit off though, because I mean, I know when Undead Trials two, um, Sarkov had a challenge for us where we had to take out a play card with a crossbow or CQC and. I used that crossbow for the whole play card, and it definitely wasn't 30 shots. I mean, I think I used, like, maybe 20 shots, but it definitely wasn't 30-something, I don't think. Oh, then it, it's interesting. If maybe it's uh, play hard, um health, if I think it was changing at the beginning of after all the patches. Yeah, maybe, that's true, yeah. They may have, yeah, health. they may have updated it, yeah. Yeah. Good point. Hmm. Okay. Well, speaking of updates, you know, it, it's funny that none of us mentioned the Timberwolf anymore because early on in the game, that was like the main choice for every person. They're always like, oh, I love the Timberwolf, you know, because early in the game's life, the Timberwolf could take out a play card in three shots. And they did uh, modify that and nerf it a little bit. So you had to actually reload once. But I think um, when it could still take out a play card in three shots, I think a lot more people are using that. Hey, you want to know something? That's actually an interesting story on the, the Timberwolf. I when I was when I was streaming on YouTube, I would always have somebody almost every single night say, "Why don't you use the Timberwolf? It can kill this in one like something." I'm oh, like, "All yeah. right, look." I know what it can do. I prefer melee. <laughs> yeah. And I would actually have to put like a note at the bottom of my stream saying, please do not ask me to use the Timberwolf because I do not, I choose not to use it. I have noticed, I mean, I know what it can do and I don't need the challenge taken away from it. And I was actually right. one of them. I was praising when they reduced the, you know, like the number of shots it had and the, the amount of damage it could do. I was like, thank you so much for making it, you know, more challenging because it just made me feel. Oh so much yeah, better oh yeah. That, so. I, I definitely will um, mention this. That, thank you for mentioning this. And I think in one of my videos when I made about how to kill Playcard, that was that was my first line. Like, I will not even touch the Timberwolf. If you want to go, 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 do your your own things. I will show you hundred other ways how you can easily do that. <laughs> it was crazy. Exactly. Right. And quickly, too, I do want to mention the other guns we didn't really mention at all. Um, the G18 Auto Custom, it's a gun that does take a lot of ammo if you, you know, use it full auto, but it is a really cool 9mm gun that holds 50 per clip. So for a handgun, that's not that bad, you know, 50 in a clip. And also the DevGrew Infiltrator Shotgun, that is the only shotgun, um, unless they came out with a new one that I'm not aware of, but it's the only shotgun that actually has a scope on it. And it's pretty cool to see a shotgun with a scope like that, so... Um, those are two weapons that I do enjoy using. 
they probably won't be my choice for this category, but I think they were definitely worthy of being included at least. Last last point I, I just mentioned because Sarkat already told that he loves to go silent. So yeah, on shotgun there is no way how you can silence the thing. So that's that that's a loud thing. Just just to mention <laughs> that is true. Yeah. <laughs> But it is fun to just, you know, blow the brains off of some um, zombie or something like that. So it is fun oh, to do yeah. that. <laughs> but moving on to our next category, we have favorite home base. And this is a category that I think is going to be pretty tight race between a lot of these because there's a lot of, you know, home bases that different people like. And I think this is going to be a tight category for a lot of these. Um, we do have three. I don't think it's going to be tight. You don't, don't think, think so? No. <laughs> Container four well, all the way. Yeah. I do think that's going to be um, one of the main contenders for sure, but <laughs> hopefully, you know, for my sake, it doesn't win. Um, I'm with Maris on this. I know Maris will agree with me that it's not the best space in the game, but um, the Container 4 is one of the categories, uh, or it, one of the nominees, sorry. That's in Cascade Hills. We have also in Cascade Hills, the Church on the Hill. We have Lock and Key Self Storage. In Drucker County, we have the Knights Family Drive-In, which I know is a pretty popular one. We have the Abandoned Strip Mall. And then in Meager Valley, we have Whitney Field, the Rural Police Station, and Squellone's Blurry. So those are the ones we have. Um, basically, Meager and Cascade, we gave three choices. Drucker, we only gave two. Um, I don't think there's really one missing from Drucker that's, you know, super popular. I know Mike's Concrete. I do enjoy that one, but I haven't really heard a lot of people saying, like, oh, Mike's Concrete. I love that one. So I don't think there's a third one in Drucker that really fits this that much. Oh, I, lo I love that. I love that. Thank you for taking it out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but my, my personal feeling, and just just looking at Container Fourth, and, and even if if the titles and and all the um, information there is not mentioning that you have just just a lot of beds somewhere in the Container Fourth, it is a little bit <clears throat> let's say overpowered uh, base. I Th agree. Yeah. If they equal it out. Container Fort will lost in, in just no time. It, I think it just came out somehow. I don't know if there's a, a error or something, but it came out way more powerful than any other base. Nah, it was because I said they needed to make this base the best base, and so they did. <laughs> oh, thanks, thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think that's what it is for me too. Like the Container Fort is so overpowered that for me, I like a little bit more of a challenge, and using the Container Fort is so little of a challenge that I don't really like to use it that much because you automatically get all the beds you're going to need, you know, and we automatically get eight beds that are passively in there, like Mara said. So I think yeah. um, I prefer to use other bases that give me a little bit more of a challenge because pretty much any base in the game you can make sustainable if you work at it. And I like to have to work at it a little bit more. So for me, I think my favorite is probably going to be Lock and Key or um, Church on the Hill that are also in Cascade. And I do like those for different reasons. You know, Church on the Hill, uh, I love the view it provides. I love how the bell tower now can actually create a siege for you. So you can just, you know, click that button, get a siege whenever you want if you're feeling bored. And Lock and Key, for example, I love how Lock and Key has that elaborate storage because that elaborate storage is a unique feature that isn't available at any other base where you can actually have very good storage for basically any um, category. So you can have a lot of food storage, a lot of material storage, where a lot of bases you have to choose, okay, I want, you know, the ammo storage, or I want the um, refrigerator storage, or whatever kind of storage you want. But with the lock and key, you get basically all of them at once, which I do kind of like that. 
And, you know, um, the lock and key is actually my second favorite. And I would like to point out that both of those are in Cascade Hills. Now, um, back to, like, you know, you're talking about the challenge. And, I mean, I agree. And I felt that when I got the challenge, I did my challenge for playing through the first four endings. Once I did that, I'm like, you know what? Now my challenge is going to be whatever I said is my own challenge. And that's why I guess I kind of like the container for the most is because I really don't want to, I don't want to worry about my base anymore. I just want to worry about going out, dealing with the zombies, um, doing whatever types of like special challenges right. I set for myself for that particular game, that stream. No, that's fair though. I mean, I definitely um, can understand that. I just do hope that they rebalance the bases at some point because I think some of the bases could use some rebalancing, and the Container Fort is one of those. Um, I think, like the yeah, yeah I think we all can agree that Container Fort is something like uh, Timber Timberwolf. Like everyone knows that. Like let, let, let's get to the next point, uh, <laughs> and and. <laughs> My my only my only assumption, if Undead Labs can uh, he, hears this, then uh, only thing that is kind of downside for Container uh, Fort is that everything is outside. There's no inside facilities, and and that's I think someone thought that that will outweigh the the benefits. But the thing is, the only uh, only issue with uh, having everything outside is if you don't, if you have to put your beds outside, and if you are giving free beds with visit, that that there's no down, downside in the, in the fort. So it's yeah, it came out a bit overpowered. And I want to mention, I I heard how Blazeman um, said that Church on the Hill has this siege. Uh, you you can ca- have a siege in your base. Then Whitney's yes. field will be my let's say com- com- comparison because that does that is bigger base with more choices as well and, and everything is outside facilities as well and there's also you can sound the alarm or or, or the siren or yep. what and have the siege so that that that's fun additional for the base i'd say yeah for um for meager valley whitney's my favorite for that one and for drucker it would definitely be the the Knights Family Drive-In just looks so cool, and I and I get an enjoyment of just driving back up to that one every time. Yeah, I know, for example, for Kay Sizzle, who's not here, you know, Knights Family Drive-In is his favorite, and the Family Drive-In is a very cool base, you know, just the aesthetic of it looks really awesome, having all those parked cars there, the movie screen, it's a really cool place to visit, and it looks like a castle, basically, so it's really cool. Um, the Abandoned Strip Mall, I know, is one that a lot of people tend to like. For me, um, I talked about it in my podcast I did a while back, but I'm not really as much of a fan of the Vanus Triple now. Um, one of the cool things about it is it has three large slots, which no other base can, you know, say that it has uh, as many large slots as this one. I think actually Whitney can, I believe, but those are the only ones. But um, it has a lot of space to do things with. It has a lot of built-ins. I'm not as big of a fan of some of the built-ins, though, so... Um, it's not, you know, my choice, but uh, I know a lot of people enjoy that one. Oh, yeah. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but I think in every video where we are talking about base and, and there's someone daydreaming, there's mention that I think it's a hospital in um, um, Drucker County up on the hill, which could be potentially a, a, a base, but but it's not it's just a building yeah that's actually <laughs> yeah, would, cool, i mean yeah. i would say that drucker would become my favorite 
if they actually put that hospital in. I've been I've been promoting that since I don't know since the first live stream that Undead Labs has been doing. It's like please make that into a base. It's like <laughs> my number one request. Oh yes, oh yes. Yeah, I know that one in the fire station are ones that people want in a lot. Oh, yeah. oh fire station that a lot of people want. Please, please, Undead Labs. <laughs> we do have a police station, which you know that's on this list as well. I think the police station is very cool because it does have that. Uh, armory in there where you can actually make some ammo so i think for people that are newer at the game that is a good choice because it allows you to make some ammo that you know you might not have the mods for originally so uh and then squall owns brewing company i know a lot of people like that because they'd like to make a lot of whiskey to trade people with so um those are in there as well so those are you know all the choices we have i, I think there's a lot of great choices in there i think it's going to be um quite a variety of votes probably but I, I do see Sarkoff's point. You know, I, I think the container fort um, might win it, just because a lot of people do like that. But I know personally, I won't be voting. For we that should one. take con container fort out just because we know everyone is going for it. So let's see. No, <laughs> Sarkoff. No. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> well, I will say too with Whitney Field, um, Sarkoff's probably the main reason that's even on this list because. I didn't think anyone really loved that one, but, you know, he talked to me about it and he kind of convinced me that, you know, it should be on the list. So. Whenever I play Meager, that's where I go is now. That's been become my favorite one there. Yeah, I thought, you know, a lot of people hated that one, but, you know, I figured, OK, well, we'll throw it in there. You know, we'll see if it gets any votes. So, <laughs> But that's it for that category. So moving on, category number 10, we have favorite leader types. So we only have four here, obviously, but we have Sheriff, Trader, Builder and Warlord. For me, um, this has to be Trader. I do love the options that the trader provides. You know, if you build that uh, trader facility, you can bring some traders to your door and get any rucksacks you want. You can get supplies that you want. The trader also allows you to make whiskey, which you can trade and get influence for. So I think those are great uh, opportunities with a trader that aren't available to other leaders. And for me, the trader is my choice. I don't know what you guys think. For me, it it would probably be Warlord. I really enjoyed just playing through that particular finale and you know you basically had to make some rough choices and well really you just had to go out and shoot some people but um <laughs> yes. but that's the way i i picture you know it going to be end up being in the survival you know you're going to have to deal with other communities you know after you've got a good base and set up and you're able to handle the zombies you know the next thing you're gonna have to worry about are the other communities and how to deal with them oh, i'd agree with that i mean i will say um one of the things about the trader though is you mentioned the missions. I do love that final mission for the trader. It's, you know, my favorite mission that is available in the entire game. And I love how it gives you a horde and fighting humans at the same time. So it combines both. And I love that about it. Uh, yeah, I, I had a question about this favorite leader tribe because it, it goes into stages. One is playing this leader. Another is having this leader bonus. So that, that was my first question. Yeah. So I think. There's no brainer if you're talking about the bonus we are having afterwards, right? <laughs> right. That's why this isn't a category, because the bonus, um, that's not part of this. Mm. The bonus would be basically, you know, builder wins hands down. Hands down. It, no it way be there'd be any yeah, competition so. <laughs> yeah. if it was so, <laughs> based on the bonus. So everyone needs to know you're not voting on the bonus here. Because there's no right, other exactly. option, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, so my my answer will be a bit funny, because uh, obviously the, the, I think the most boring is the builder. Um, I kind of agree, yeah. <laughs> and then I'll strike out trader as, as as next for simple reason. 
don't laugh at these guys, but I haven't. Uh, but that's the only achievement I'm missing. I haven't <laughs> played through Trader. <laughs> wow. I had it, wow. but I, I think mean... something went wrong and I, I killed or something. But yeah, I have haven't finished it yet. <laughs> uh, so so what, warlord or or sheriff, and I think then um, sheriff or I think both for me is, is similar. Because that's way more action than, than than Builder had, so... That's fair. I know a lot of people like the Warlord, too, because you get the access to the armory, so I think that's a, a favorite of a lot of people for that. I so... I, I currently have my my oldest community where Warlord is... And, and I'm <laughs> I'm on this point where, where um, Storyland asks, like, build an armory. I built it at one point, but for the Undead Trials, I had to remove it uh, to have... <laughs> other facilities to, to, to have a referee for, for um, resources and everything. And I so hate armory because you can do all the same thing with enough uh, modifications added the workshop. It's waste of large slot in my opinion. So yeah, I can, I'll go with Sheriff. That, that means it. it's settled. Sheriff is my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so we have basically all of them covered except the builder. So any builder fans out there, you know, you might have to rally some support for your builder. But <laughs> yes, uh, that's please. our choices for Fader Leroy. <laughs> I just, but, um, you know, I would like to say we need to make sure we have a note on there that you're not voting on the bonus because some people might not listen to the podcast, understand what it's about. That so. is true. Yeah, I'll have to include that in the ballot when I make the ballot up. So that's a good point there. So we'll definitely include that. But you're not voting on the bonus. It's just on playing the leader type specifically. And you can include the uh, missions in there as well. So if you like, you know, yeah. um, particular leader's missions better, you can include that in your voting as well. Because I know, for example, like the builder missions, I wasn't a fan of those missions at all. So for me, the builder is like dead last in pretty much everything except the bonus, which we're not voting on. But category 11 is best skill. So best skill, we have seven choices here. Six of those choices are basically your, you know, OG original choices. And then we have one that came out fairly recently with Daybreak that I thought was, you know, worth including. That's hacking. You know, hacking is a choice that um, a lot of people were super excited about when it came out because you get an extra outpost with it. So that is one that I thought, you know, should be included on this list. But other than that, we have our six kind of original choices that people have loved for a long time. We have discipline, weapon handling, marathon, close combat, swordplay, and gunslinging. So we have a lot of choices here that a lot of people... um you know, definitely represent and definitely love to play in their playthroughs. Sarkov, what do you think of these choices? Well, for me, I'm going to have to, you know, I was thinking uh, already that Marathon has always been probably one of my favorites because I like to, you know, I like to, if I'm not driving, I am traveling around on foot. And the fact that I can run forever with lightweight is just a great ability, but I would say that after they added in hacking, I got to admit, I love having those extra bases as well. So, I mean, it's a toss up for me uh, between those two, really. Uh, for the rest, I, I'm a huge fan of close combat. I actually have one particular survivor that I go all out on. I won't even carry a melee weapon and I use him strictly for my close combat because of it. And he is, he's freaking awesome. And I will say that he is... He's marathon and close combat, so I get to use him. He's like my prime one for traveling around. And it's Mars, tough. how about you? Yeah, I'm. I'm looking at the at the list, and again, I'm, as I mentioned, I'm 
have a bit issues falling behind but for simple reason I don't have hacking yet but I've seen the skill I've seen it in action and having extra outpost well come on it's 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 our power if you if you are managing the base and and resources and everything it's easy easy way out of troubles with the bad and I'm looking at the skills and I don't have hacking myself, so it wouldn't be fair if I say, yeah, hacking is awesome. It is awesome. It looks awesome. I don't have it, so I, I just don't, I think I can't vote for this. And the second one, Marathon is awesome, as Sarkot mentioned, for the reason you can run, like, until the end of the world. And I think I will give my shout out just to Swordplay, because as, as I mentioned before, we are, with Blaze, a more to sharp weapons guy, and Swords Play gives you ability to insta kill zombie. What else you need? Whatever side, wherever you are, just kill it right away. So that I think will be my nominee here. So for me, it has to be discipline all the way. I mean, you guys, if you listen to my podcast, you know I'm a big proponent of stamina and. Discipline gives you extra stamina, it gives you extra light encumbrance limit, and it gives you more weapon durability. So, for me, it has to be discipline, because basically discipline allows you to have more stamina to do more things, and it gives you a better light comparing capacity when you can use less stamina. So, for me, discipline has to be the choice, because it allows you to do more in the game without getting tired. So, that's my choice, personally. But moving on, we have category 12, which is best trait. And this is an interesting one that um, not everyone might know all these because they are traits that are um, a little bit harder to get sometimes. So we have unbreakable, just keeps going, indefatigable, high metabolism, incredible immune system, immortal, and never been sick. So kind of um, starting at the top, we can kind of go through them a little bit more because some of these people might not have heard of. But unbreakable is a trait that I have on one of my characters. and. Basically, this one gives you 100% injury resistance, so essentially it makes it so, you know, when a feral uh, gives you, like, cracked ribs or something like that, you can't really get cracked ribs. So, you can still take damage, but you can't get injuries. So that is a very nice trait. Uh, Sarkoth, have you had Just Keeps Going before? I... No, well, I'm go ahead and talk sure. about that one, then. we talk about the rest after. I'm looking through my <laughs> list right now so I can see um, if I've had any of these. The only ones I've had, it looks like, is the Never Been Sick. I've not been lucky enough to get any of the other ones. So, all right. Well, Never Been Sick is just great because, you know, you, you basically don't have to worry about, you know, you're 100% infection resistant, pretty much. And I I got to admit, I mean, it's pretty cool having that. I've just, um, you know, basically no, that's, that's a great one. And going it basically out for makes it doing so the, the really play cards. That's play. the one I take. Um, you Mara, have, have you had any other ones we have being infected? Ones that I'm, help I'm you looking at the game. list. I, mean, I think I'm going to pretty much the same thing. Mark is not my trait. I think I, I had a character who's never been sick so and unbreakable, uh, but all the others. And I believe I just he is no, going to be a little bit more stamina at the start, them. so that's the difference between those two. But those are basically what those ones do. Um, incredible immune system. It's kind of like Never Been Sick. It's just not as good as Never Been Sick, but it gives you um, better immune resistance, uh, a little bit better uh, stamina, I believe. High metabolism. It's working towards giving you more stamina and things as well. Immortal, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. I can't remember exactly what that does, so I'm trying to look it up real quick. 
but I know it's one of the uh, better ones. Here it is. Uh, plus 45 max health and minus 50% injury severity. So basically, it's kind of the same thing as uh, Unbreakable, just a little bit less in uh, terms of what it can do. So essentially, it's like a lesser version of Unbreakable. Indefatigable is like a lesser version of Just Keeps Going. Uh, incredible immune system. It gives you the infection resistance, so it's kind of like never been sick. So a lot of these are pretty similar, but they offer the best effects that are available. I am watching both, uh, not both, but all the skills, and um, my logic is quite simple. When I see um, stamina or or okay, stamina is something else, but health or or um, injuries or something, and then I'm always telling it to myself. If you never let's just, just 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 go go with this logic. If you never receive uh, damage, there it's it's no point. It's there is no difference if you have one HP or you have I don't know ten thousand, right? Because only thing that that uh, changes is how much more, even more hits you can take. So for me, for example. Anything that is the same uh, immortal or, or, or more HP, it's like pointless in, in general. Because if you receive hit, it means you will receive more of them. And if you receive more of them, it doesn't matter how much extra health you have. If you are being hit, you will take more hits and exactly. at the end you die anyways. So <laughs> what I'm trying to explain is... If you manage to avoid and, and dodge all those uh, hits, all the health uh, traits and bonuses basically vanish. That they are absent. You don't need them. If you, so th that's a bit different for stamina because as as uh, Blaze mentioned, stamina you use for dodges, for hits, for um, executions and everything. Yeah, I else. wish I had. So them. I would agree that. In my opinion, as well, and basically, it's afterwards I I listen podcast <laughs> uh, where uh, Blaze all explained all that, and then it realized, yeah, stamina has way more, uh, let's say, benefits to it. So I'm just going going through the list and and checking, um, adding some extra, and uh, for example, the same uh, unbreakable where you don't uh, receive the injuries. <laughs> yeah, you get. To second level infirmary, so your person will be tired, and you will have to change them, and all those injuries will be healed. So this unbreakable, just just my logical thinking is pointless because you will have your community member back back fresh in two days or or one day, anyways. So why bother having this wasted trait point skill? <laughs> No, you pretty much took some of the words out of my mouth because, I mean, that's why I love stamina so much because stamina gives you a chance to avoid certain situations that, you know, having all the health in the world, that doesn't help you avoid situations. And like my leader, for example, uh, she has indefatigable, which is a little bit less than just he's going, but it gives you the plus 30 max stamina and minus 50% fatigue severity. And the only difference from just he's going is just he's going just gives you a little bit more stamina. So I was lucky enough to get her and... You know, she's the one that I've always used as my leader, and uh, she does a great job because she has a lot more stamina and she gets tired less easily. So, to me, that's a lot more valuable than having more health. My, my only, yeah, my only question and just just question would be about incredible immune system and never being sick because both of them are working uh, against the blood plague, and as we know, 
in yes. recent patches they changed a lot and I think everyone noticed how in previous previously I mentioned I think in the streams and YouTube videos as well like I had never been ha had issues with this this cure and now I've seen sometimes when I'm coming back to base that my, my person is is uh, actually sick and I need a cure so I think nowadays the, those two you know what you just made me realize like now you, i'm than, questioning than, than can i use my, when they... like can i use the plague <laughs> th items on the never been sick what will happen to him when oh, he yeah. um that's one? actually true i never thought about that so maybe they don't actually get anything yet. so i'm about to try <laughs> out and i'll tell guys, you guys give, give us a moment yeah we are not voting yet we need to check one thing uh, <laughs> here <laughs> all right but here we go. Nope. Right, I am getting my, my, blood plague. But wow. my, my so only, this is first yeah, time. My only assumption when I see those 100%, it doesn't mean you are immune. It means that normal person to, yeah, I wonder let's if say, can actually 20 get hits, the then plague. your person so needs need twice as more, much. I'll so basically, it's, it it's extended by twice. So if it's not immune, it's just extending again. How much more hits can you take? That's again, in my in my book, it's like a bit waste because... You shouldn't have those hits in the first place. Right, that's like with Unbreakable 2, where it gives you 100% um, resistance to injury. I don't think it's where you can never get injured. I think it's just very, very hard. Like, say you like you jumped off a really high thing, you're probably very unlikely to break your leg, but I think it's still possible you break the leg. Oh, yeah. So, uh, that, I think that's what it is with that one. But some great traits there. You know, um, I think we talked through all of them pretty well. I think, you know, high metabolism is probably the... Uh, lowest one on there just because it gives you a lot of health basically and we talked about why that's not as great but if you want to vote for that one go for it but next category we have favor facility mod and this is actually something that maris and i did a whole podcast on so you know we have some of these coming back that we did a podcast on so we have compost bin the network signal booster the rifle ammo press the cnc mill and the pill press so i think i know what one maris is going to vote for but you can kind of give us your thoughts i'm thinking what what was my vote on the first time when you mentioned this then <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we both basically agreed that compost bin was the best um the compost bin i mean you pretty much just tap a button and you can get so much more food production and that's what i love about it because it basically doubles your production of the food yeah. you're making so I love that <laughs> and mod, honestly. Correct me, Blaze, if I'm wrong, but I think I mentioned an only issue, and again, issue with compost bin I have, is the thing you have to manage it. It's it's not something you can set. Yes, that is true. I, yeah. I, I am the guy who always, in all the games, always favor a passive skill. It's something you can set, and it's there, and it's working in background, no matter what, rather than something that you have. Uh, remember to click to trigger to something do something about it so that was my only issue that's why i'm looking now at network signal booster obviously imagine that's three outposts right that's the extra two, oh, two outposts. outposts yeah four and then yep. yeah and, and uh, i'm just thinking from all those if you have now of course compost uh being can give you more food if you manage it correctly than to uh, outpost but yeah it's it's all of those i've seen it's it's great because cnc mill is definitely one of the most used uh facility mods i had when under trials were going just to have those precious parts <laughs> yeah just breaking down more and more parts <laughs> yeah so and pill press is something i i never 
ever use my my never craft any meds when I don't have it. So and, and then rifle ammo. I need it because I previously mentioned which is my favorite uh, ranged weapon, which also I need to craft that ammo. So <laughs> really tough choice here. What do you think, Sarkoth? What are your thoughts on these choices? Well, I gotta admit, um, it's funny because every time I build a base, or well, at least like for example at the the container four, I always put down two hydroponics, and the first thing I put down there is two compost bins inside of them. So I'm a really big fan of the compost bin, but for me, um, I I have to say the network signal booster is kind of nice because I like just going out and claiming more more territories you know or more outposts just so i can have those extra resources coming in or just spots so really for me the outposts are mostly for having a place to stop off and get resupply myself while i'm away from base well one extra thing i just wanted to mention i'm analytically again thinking how compost bean can give you more let's say supplies in, in total like speaking about food then if you take outpost and make a food outpost it gives you only one one food per day then uh, i wanted to mention and, and highlight again network signal booster because now in the last patch we can finally craft ammunition but if not that then then passive income in uh, in ammunition there is only one way with outposts and 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 signal booster does the job giving you two extra s- slots for that uh, that that if someone thinks about fuel too then uh, yeah if you are in the right base and you have a still you can have um extra food and from food yeah i think you made some good fuel, points so. with network signal booster i yeah. mean i think it is a great mod you know it's a mod everyone loves because it gives you two extra outposts so i think for me it has to be between those two but um the other ones you talked about, I think they are used a lot. You know, I don't use the pill press as much because I just find meds in the world. But if you're low on meds, you can make a lot more meds with the pill press. The CNC mill, you can make a lot more parts with that. And the rifle ammo press, I mean, I think that's probably the most used ammo press out of all of them because a lot of us do use the 5.56 five, or 7.62 ammo a lot. So uh, I think those are worthy of being in the category. But for me, it's definitely between the compost bin and the network signal booster. Oh, no, yeah, sure. Of course, you took out from ranged weapons the prepper's uh, gun. So, obviously, uh, <laughs> uh, assault rifle ammunition will be the most used. But yeah, yeah let's go with this. Uh, moving on to our next category, <laughs> we have favorite facility. And in this category, we have some great facilities. Uh, one that Sarkoth just mentioned in the last category. We have the hydroponics. We have the staging area. We have the Armory, and then we have two that are actually from the Daybreak release, the Red Talon Bunk Room and the Red Talon Workshop. So, Sarkoth, um, what are some of your thoughts on some of these? Well, like I said, um, in the previous category, I always put down like two hydroponics in my bases, or at least that's my goal, because I like to get as much food in as I possibly can. I mean, I could go with food outposts, but I like spacing my outposts out around the map rather than going for specific things I want. So with the hydroponics, that just brings in all the extra food. So it's a great one. And, but since they've added the Red Town Workshop, that's become my favorite just because I like the fact that 
it's already you know maxed out for you. And yeah, the cool thing about the Red Talon Workshop Red too Talon, is that you know, it in your supply you locker it passively repairs your weapons, which I love that. Oh yeah, thank you, you could, for reminding you me. All, yeah. yeah, you could throw all your damaged weapons in there, and then it passively repairs them. I praised awesome. that when it when it was added in. I was like, oh my god, I can just put my weapons in. I don't even have to worry about it anymore. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, it, it's huge praise. Just just to mention because as 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 we. In the beginning of uh, podcast mentioned, uh, we play a lot of games, and and usually in the games, for example, the same follow. There's a limit on your um, stash box, which is not the case in State of the Case. So, uh, being that said, it means you can have exact same your favorite weapon. Doesn't matter, melee or ranged. If you have, let's say, three or four versions of them, and you have this Red Talon Workshop. You just come come back home, sweep, uh, switch to the one that is repaired or, or least damaged, and all three passively are still being in the base yeah. and <laughs> slowly repairing. And I, I've I've yeah, been doing awesome. that for all the under trials all the time. It's it's great. It's great passive skill. But Starkov has already mentioned the hydroponics a lot, which is amazing because it's really great for food. You know, it gives you three food a day, and it's awesome because it's in a small slot, but. Uh, I do want to give some props to the Red Talon Bunk Room, too, because this makes it really easy to be in smaller bases because you can actually put it in a small slot and it gives you five beds for a small slot. So that is something that was a great update to the game because a lot of the smaller bases, you couldn't really bring a big community there if you wanted to try that base out because you didn't have the bed situation figured out. So now you can actually have five beds in one small slot. And then if you need more, you can get a couple outposts. But it makes it really viable to actually be in smaller bases. Yeah, I will then highlight, if, if I can, the staging area because... Yeah, I love the uh, staging area too. And, and one extra bonus for hydroponics is... Um, what separates it from garden and farm is you can place it inside and outside so that's awesome thing that you don't right. have to worry about uh, but but whenever we are speaking about big bases and, and, and management and all that staging area is one of the greatest because you can entirely just forget about uh, material in, in general if you have and you should have workshop upgraded so you have passive income for for materials and the staging area, taking out all the all the needs for your base. It's I think it's I found it really. I I, I say I, I'm not afraid of this word, but uh, overpowered as well, because one facility takes care of one particular uh, supply. That's just 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 great. I agree with you, because honestly, there's not a lot of bases I have anymore where I don't use a staging area, because it's just so powerful to just drop down a staging area, and then you don't have to worry about materials ever again, because say you're like losing four materials a day, drop down a staging area, oh, uh, I'm good, I don't need any materials now, so the staging area is so powerful in that sense, and I love using the staging area, so it's very rare that I build a base and I don't have that active. And yeah, and if I can add, if you, if you want to mention all the <clears throat> nominees here that I said it before, but I'm not a big fan of armory because armory gives you this ability to craft all the ammunition, right? That's the main bonus. But if you have hot, how much is four, five um, mods for facilities and you can swap them out and, and they are quite easily installed and quick to install, 
Then you can install those uh, weapon mods in your workshop and take care of your base and craft a mission. Because let's be real, uh, you don't have uh, unlimited supplies of ammunition, like supplies of ammunition. So you have limited time and limited um, ammunition that you can convert in bullets, and then you have to think twice before you do that. So I, I have never ever thought of caught myself thinking, oh, I need to build an armor. It's like, no, just swap out mods if you need some other uh, bullets to create. So <laughs> I do. It, it, yeah, I think with the armory, it's more about convenience. So it's just more convenient to not have to swap anything out. So it's kind of like um, if you're if you want to be lazier about it, it's nice to have that armory because yeah. you just go, oh, I have it all right here. I just you know pick this one. I want this one. There we go. You don't have to swap anything out. So it does make it a little bit faster if you want to be lazier about it. And and I I do see what you're saying. And I like to be yeah, the ahead, king Sarkot. of lazy. So I'm a big fan <laughs> of the armories. Sarkot, help me out here. If you if you like to be lazy, how come you are not using fertilizer instead of compost bin that you have never ever to manage? And only difference is 0.5 food per day. Um, here we go. Again. Just 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 <laughs> wondering, you know. <laughs> Well, don't you still eat? You still have to do the seeds at the place anyway. So if you're going to do the seeds, you might as well just do the compost bin. So I mean, I just don't. Uh, so so you are going and you are using seeds again and again, and in yeah. the same time you are speaking about laziness. I need to figure this out, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, we're all. Hey, just so you know, each one of us have been contradicting each other all day, so it's all good. Yeah. It's all good. No, <laughs> we I all have our agree. own preferences that we and we put up with we certain do. things over others. You know, I guess you know with the armory, it, it'd be a. I don't know. It feels like it'd be a constant switch thing that I don't have to do. I don't know. I, <laughs> no, I no. you got you got me though. I, I really don't have an answer for that. I feel it. No. That that is funny how 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 man is saying like, no, I like to be lazy and then again he's every day in his garden putting down seeds. Like it's not lazy, man. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. Well if you want to hear more about the debate though, I mean Morris and I debated so long on that topic in uh episode twenty six, you know we debated back and forth between the compost bin and the fertilizer. So, if you want to hear more about that debate, we've already talked about this debate, you yeah. know, in detail. So, <laughs> but um, the armory, you know, I, I think the best use of the armory is if you're actually in that rural police station because then you don't have to worry about building one and you get the benefits of it. So, but that's not technically a facility at that point because you're not actually wasting space on it. So, I think that's where you get the best of both worlds. So that that is a nice um, feature of the rural police station, but. You know, the armory is just kind of, you know, nice to not have to worry about switching. But personally, it's not my vote at all. My vote would probably be, um, it's hard for me. It'd be between the hydroponics, the red talent workshop, and the staging area. It's definitely between those three. I do use all three of those very often. So it, it, I'd have to kind of look at it more and decide. But it's between those three I, for me. I'm just wondering how come Alonge never entered this, this nominees. Because... Uh, Right after I have my staging area, uh, launch something that just takes care of morale. And, and if we all saw and, and, and know the patch notes that morale is something that basically a lot of efforts are, are required there. Because if, if your uh, community is not, um, let's say, happy enough, then a lot of bad things happen. Starting from disappearing supplies, uh, everyone fighting and everything. So I'm just 
just curious. I wanted to yeah, personally, I, I liked the lounge a lot. Um, I didn't think it was a facility that a lot of other people loved as much as these. I don't know how you feel about Sarkov because I do like the lounge, but I don't feel like a lot of other people like that. I know Mars and I like it. I, I've never used it. See, that's kind of the <gasps> sense that I got, you know, where like I'm a lot of the shocked. community, you know, <laughs> doesn't really use the lounge that much. And that's kind of why it's not on this list because I don't feel like it's, you know, a facility that a lot of people think about when they think about favorite facility. You know, I think about it personally and I know Mars thinks about it, but I don't think a lot of other people think about it. Right. Fair enough. Fair enough. But moving on, we have category 15. This is a category that uh, Sarkoth actually suggested when I was going through the categories. It's favorite explosive or distraction item. So this can be either an explosive that is placed, uh, a throwable explosive, or a throwable or placed distraction item. So we have the boombox, we have the block rocker, the firecrackers, the deployable minefield, C4, and field bombs. So Sarkoth, do you want to start us off with this one? Well, for, you know... I would have to say for my favorite distraction item is not actually even on the list. It's the flare. Um, it's It lasts the longest, and it just seems to be you know a good way to distract the zombies. And it also provides flame to if there's gas as well. So it's a really universal uh, distraction item. And But for... For damage, definitely for me it would be the minefield. I love the minefield; it's freaking awesome. I'm so glad they yeah, added the that in Daybreak. Now the minefield is definitely um, one of the ones I'm choosing between in this category. For me, it's between the minefield and the block rocker. I just love using the block rockers because it's so fun to see those fireworks just explode, and it has such a high radius of control that actually leads in so many zombies. There's no uh, distraction item that has a bigger radius of sound, so. This, you know, can draw out a lot of zombies. Um, you can set down a block rocker, just have some fun with it, you know, just sit back in a truck and just watch the fireworks explode. So for me, the block rocker, it might not be the most useful for some people, but for me, it's just, um, it's kind of one of those nostalgia things where, like, I just love, you know, using the block rockers for fun. So for me, it's hard to not choose that one, but I can see the value in the, the flow of minefield, too. Interesting. I, I, I'm... I'm just listening, and then probably I'm the only one who, out of those six, definitely will mention the first place split will go to four of them. And let me tell you why. <laughs> I'll be quick about this. Uh, the, the simple reason. Uh, funny, uh, uh, if not, but boombox is best, best to use whenever you have these sieges in your base. Which was in mentioned uh, church and and Whitney's field when zombies are coming in and you just want to have some awesome music while you slaughter them all. That's the best way how to go with this. It's it's awesome. Uh, second, uh, definitely if you are against blood uh, uh, play cards, then C4 most most damage easy as that. Um, if you are in daybreak then deployable minefields are your best choice, no doubts there. And the last but not least, firecrackers. The same good old firecrackers, because they are the best to use. If you, and I guess some of you have watched under trials, how uh, KC and other referees try to interrupt me and everything, it takes you one click, one click away. It's It, it doesn't even make any motion or something, you can do it while running, while in between looting and everything is the fastest to, to just and the thing is 
you are not placing at your feet like like other um, destruction items, you can throw it outside the building or something. So all the zombies are even taken away. So you don't. It is not crowded. It's. I think it's awesome. No, I definitely remember using that against me in one of our uh, undead trials matches, and it definitely worked to your advantage. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah there's so many good good items out there, and it's still going to be so hard to um, vote on vote on this category, in my opinion. There's so many I like. Yeah, and the one we didn't really mention a lot was the field bomb, which I think is a really cool item that you know you can throw this. But the cool thing about the field bomb is it actually explodes and it causes like a um, ring of fire basically around that area so the fire actually burns for a while and the fuel bomb is actually an item i use in undead trials as well i added demolition derby where um in our demolition derby we are allowed to use throwables like that and that's actually how i finished the demolition derby off where i use the fuel bomb to destroy the last vehicle so uh you know kind of partial as fuel bombs a little bit too oh, yeah it's it's like updated molotov cocktail exactly yeah it's a better molotov cocktail yep but you know those are some great items there so we'll have to choose between those and we do have one category left. This is for Rookie of the Year. This is basically a category that is for a streamer or a content creator. And it's for a streamer content creator that is somewhat newer to the community. Uh, they might be a small streamer that's, you know, just building their stream up. It might be a content creator that's still a small content creator that, you know, uh, hasn't been with the community as long. But they're doing a great job, you know, building themselves up. Um you know, it's basically someone that is just getting involved with the community. They haven't uh, possibly been involved too long, but they're doing a great job involving themselves uh, lately. And, you know, they are worthy of being the Rookie of the Year, possibly. So, um, Sarkov, do you possibly want to take the first one? Sure. Uh, tall guy game, and he's a really cool guy. You know, he uh, he has a, you know, he's, I enjoy watching a lot of his streams. I mean, he uh, goes all out with the community and really is, um... I don't know, just nice guy, and I'm I find him very interesting to watch. He's entertaining. If I can add, yeah, it's he he might be new more in in in, uh, in in our community in general, but he has some good potential. He he jumped in in under trials and as kind of newbie, but he beat and showed some quite good moves in there. No, I agree, and you know he's definitely a great streamer. Um, I, I think he's a streamer that has a lot of potential to put. Uh, possibly in the streamer of the year category next year. You know, we'll see how he does, but uh, I think, you know, if he sticks with the community, then he definitely has potential to get in that category next year, and uh, I definitely enjoy all of his streams. Um, he's definitely someone worthy of being Rookie of the Year, possibly. But uh, second on this list, we have another streamer that's uh, fairly new to the community, Big Red Triple One Five. He is a streamer that uh, helped out refereeing a couple of games for us in Undead Trials, and I think he's a streamer that definitely has a lot of potential himself. He is someone that uh, definitely interacts with this chat, you know, like a lot of these uh, streamers do. And I think he's a streamer that really has potential to grow big if that's what he chooses to do. So uh, he's someone that I definitely enjoy watching, and I definitely look forward to having him uh, a bigger part of the community in the future. I don't know if you guys know a lot about Big Red, but... Yeah, I, I got to watch um, Big Red during yeah. Undead Trials, too. And again, you know, he... Uh... He did a great job on helping out with the event, and I love it when uh, the people come, the you know, the new streamers were coming to help us out, especially when we were running low on, you know, referees, referees and, and yeah. um, just uh, just helping out. I mean, it's always great um, when they, you know, when they join in to contribute. So, 
Oh yeah, that's definitely big big help there. And I I think if I can take care of uh, third nominee here, go for uh, it. Yeah, yeah I, Andy, I, I I haven't haven't heard uh, about him previously. But, well, uh, well, I I haven't heard about a lot of people, great streamers and and guys. And what I was really surprised uh, about all the knowledge he has. And specifically about, I think he's really into uh, modifications and everything because he can cover that topic. <coughs> uh, most of us, uh, other streamers, we are kind of avoiding um, um, uh, modding game in general. But it, it doesn't mean it's not good or bad. It's it's the knowledge he can bring on and how what works, what you can do, what you can do. Uh, and when when he was refereeing, it was pleasure watching. Everything sorted out, everything stacked, everything like, I got this, I got this. And I'm like, I always watched with a little, let's say, jealousy because I'm just looking. He has all the parts, all the repair kits, all the fuels. I'm like, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm out of them, dude. And he's like, I got this. You, your car needs fuels. He just turns around and comes back with everything sorted out. Really awesome, awesome addition to our community. Agreed. And I definitely want to thank Andy for all of his help in Undead Trials, too. You know, Andy, uh, I didn't technically look at the numbers, but along with myself and Kay Sizzle, I'm, I think Andy probably refed the most games, possibly even more than Sizzle and I did. So, you know, Andy took a big part in refereeing, as did a lot of people. You know, both of you yourselves obviously refereed as well. But um, basically, anytime we needed somebody to step up, you know, Andy stepped up a lot to referee and I love how creative Andy is as well, you know, along with um, Sarkoth and Maris who are here with me, you know, you, uh, yourselves and Andy were probably the most creative as far as our referees go in terms of trying to come up with new things to um, enhance the challenges that we had. So I think Andy's a great uh, up and coming streamer. You know, he's obviously a little bit established, but um, I, I think he has the opportunity to definitely grow more this year if he uh, chooses to do so. And I think he definitely is worthy of possibly being with you here. But number four on our list, we have someone that actually made it pretty far in the Undead Trials itself. We have Scarproof. I know both of you know uh, Scarproof. I know Maris had him in his uh, little game that he invented, and Sarkov competed against him. I don't know if you guys have something you want to say about Scarproof. Scarproof is a huge help, too. I mean, he play, probably plays Agreed. he plays a ton of State of Decay 2, and he has everything. So if you ever need anything, he was he hooked me up with so many items. Like when I was running out, trying yeah, to... he helped me too when I had to get more stuff too. Yeah, so really good guy and um, good streamer too. I mean, he's uh, he's definitely an up and comer, and looking forward to seeing more of his stuff and seeing how he develops. Agreed, he's a great guy and he's someone that really knows the game well. So kind of like Morris was talking with Andy, he's also someone that really knows the game well. He has like everything you could imagine. Um, after the Undead Trials, when I like ref so many games. He hooked me up with a lot of things because I was running low on like repair kits. I was running low on a couple of items. So he kind of came into my game. He gave me a couple of his items to kind of get me back to a decent level with my community because my community basically hated me after I got rid of all that stuff. So uh, he definitely helped me out. And he's definitely someone that I think is really in tune with the community. And I look forward to more of his streams in the future because he's definitely a great guy and someone that's very knowledgeable and can be a great streamer in the future. But fifth on our list, um, we have someone that uh is technically a little bit bigger of a streamer compared to some of these other ones but i thought he was worthy of being included on this list because he's newer to the state of decay community and that's acc acc is one of the few streamers left on mixer in the community there's not a lot of them left but 
ACC is uh, someone that is very charismatic. He's someone that you could have a conversation with about anything. You know, you could talk to him about the weather outside. He'll make it somehow interesting talking about the weather. So he's definitely a great streamer. He's someone that is um, very good about the community. He definitely tries to help out as much as he can. And he was in Undead Trials 1. I don't know, Sarkoth, you remember his run in Undead Trials 1, but he had an amazing run with uh, Riff Raff in that yep. Undead Trials. It was a lot of fun to watch. So. Yep, I got to watch everybody. Um, I was able to tune in, I think, to everybody's during the Undead Trials, mainly because I was sizing up the competition, but yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, <laughs> but I like ACC a lot. Um, He didn't compete in Undead Trials 2. Uh, he had a lot going on with his technology he had like a power surge that knocked out like all of his equipment he had to replace like everything so he had a lot of issues going on at that time but um i'm hoping that you know the next undead trials he can get back in there with us and have some more fun so uh hopefully you know he continues to interact with our community more this year because i think he's a great streamer as well but next up we have our sixth uh potential nominee for rookie of the year we have I Kill You, Sarkoth. I know he was your referee for one of your games. Do you want to mention him? Uh, yeah, I Kill You was, um like, I didn't get to even say anything about Andy, but Andy and I Kill You were really great. Um, I either got to compete with him or they refed for me, both of them, actually, I'm pretty sure. And, um, but he was a lot of fun. He came up with, um, you know, he handled everything pretty well and he, his streams were really good and... Um, there was some extra drama entertainment that was going on that, that I will never forget. So, yes. um, you know, and, and nor will my streamers ever forget. So, I mean, my viewers. Yes, I remember that for sure. So, yeah, um, good, good times. Good times. I got a feeling I missed something. Damn. Yeah, you probably, I'm sure you did. <laughs> you probably did. <laughs> we'll have to talk about a different time. But. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I kill you. Um, he definitely helped out a lot with uh, refereeing, and you know we definitely appreciate that. So, uh, hopefully he continues to work on his stream in the new year, and you know we uh, he hopefully continues to grow because I think he has a lot of potential to uh, grow like a lot of these people do. Uh, Maris, do you know much about our seventh nominee here? Oh, not quite sure. I'm looking at the mentions here, and I. I definitely have seen everyone uh, around the streams, but... You might know him better by his um, Xbox name, Diatim. Do I? Yeah, so well, you refereed for him, so I figured you know a little bit about him, but... Oh, I, I got the referee for him, too. A good guy. <laughs> yeah. um, and, uh, you know, I've got this watched a couple of his streams, and I have him on my uh, list to keep watching as well. So um, this is Mr. Huge there, and... Yeah, it seems like a good guy, too. I mean, there's so many good ones on the list there. I mean, it's going to be tough. You, I think we had – I wish we could uh, – I, I, I mean, I hate to say it, but I, we need a smaller list so it would be easier to vote, but then it's going to be hard <laughs> to knock some people out. So Exactly. That's what's so hard, too. I mean, a lot of these people deserve to be recognized, and that's why you know I thought we should keep them all on the list. But it, it also makes it really hard to vote, too, because yeah. a lot of these people are such great up-and-coming people that you know you definitely want to vote for. You know, Mr. Huge, as I mentioned, I competed against him in other trials, and it, it was a lot of fun to, you know, watch him when he streamed, and he was a great competitor as well. So a lot of these people have so much knowledge of the game that uh, really works well in their streams for the game. So uh, definitely, you know, it's going to be hard to vote in this category. Uh, Maris, I don't know if you have anything else to say about um, Scarproof, ACC, I Kill You, or Mr. Huge, but... Uh, I think they're all great nominees as long as, as well as the first three we talked about. Oh, oh yeah, definitely. I wanted to mention just 
don't get my words uh, wrong guys i'm just bad with words and remembering people but <laughs> all of the mentions here uh i've seen and uh, participated in in the under trials or or helped out in any any other way um i i th that's just my issue with remembering words so yes mr huge and i kill you i kill you i think whenever he was um he was not participating he was uh in in the watchers list and commenters list and and so the scar proof yeah. always showed up and, and those are all all great guys absolutely so definitely going to be a hard category to vote on but um i think you know these 16 categories i think it's going to be a fun awards show and uh you know next week again we'll have the results for this so i believe uh this is going to come out on a saturday so i believe it's uh going to come out the ballot is anyways on a thursday we're recording this on tuesday the first so the ballot should be out probably on thursday and the nominations will be live from thursday to uh thursday next week which would be let me look at the calendar real quick thursday the 10th so the nominations will probably be thursday the 10th and then we'll record the results show and we'll talk about the results but uh, do you guys have any final thoughts on, you know, the 16 categories we have here? Socrates is a bit shy, I see. <laughs> nah, I'm lost. I'm, I'm trying to get my words out. I don't know what to say. <laughs> oh, I, 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 I can, I can, I can, I can take this. Uh, first, the first thing was when again, yes, again, Blaze reached out to us and he was like, starting like, guys, I'm, I'm making a podcast and, um, do you want to participate in something like, I was like, what it is about? I, I, I had my, my issues understanding what, and once I realized, I was like, damn, that's the best idea I heard. <laughs> like, we have, this is the end of the year, this is nominees year, and we have so many, and there was, I think Blaze can, can, um, take over from here, but there was a lot more, um, categories on nominations that we could, uh, make and, and ask and, 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 and also the, the, uh, competitors like in, in each category like uh, nominees way more and and the list was it, it's basically the short list of huge huge potential here so exactly yes. i'm super excited about this <laughs> yeah there was other categories i thought of there was other nominees and i want to thank um you know both of you sarkoth and maras as well as k sizzle basically the three of you were the ones that um i kind of bounce ideas off of the most for this list um the three of you kind of you know gave me some thoughts on categories you thought might be uh included maybe some nominees to take off you know so the three of you did a lot of uh help you know bouncing ideas off of and i appreciate that guys but i, I think we have a good 16 categories here awesome i'm uh, uh i'm looking forward to voting yeah you know same here it's gonna be a oh, hard yeah. choice for a lot of these but you know a uh, couple more days from when this uh, is being recorded, we should have that nomination ballot out. So on five, the nomination ballot should, and I can't wait for 2019. <laughs> oh yeah, we have a little bit connection issues, but um, as Blaze mentioned, it's it's and and Sarkoth as well. I'm I'm also looking at the list and and all the categories we mentioned. I'm I want to give my vote as well. I, of course, I expressed, uh, what I think about each and every one, but it, it doesn't mean I will vote exactly because a lot of those points were, um, were, were in the category where I'm thinking between two or three or even four nominees. So 
Oh, it will be fun. No, it's going to be a lot of fun voting for this, and I hope everyone has a great time voting as well, you know. Um, like I said, the results show, I'm going to try and have some different panelists on next time that we get some different perspectives, but um, we'll kind of see how it goes. You know, I have some ideas in mind for panelists, you know. Um, I won't mention any of them here just in case they can't do it, but uh, it's potentially possible that, you know, I might ask um, someone that's already been on this podcast to come back. So we'll we'll see who's available and who we can get on this, but it's going to be a great results show, just like this nomination show was. So um, I'll mention real quick uh, the news items from the top of the show. Our next podcast will be on one nine. It's going to be on a Wednesday. I'm not sure which game I'll talk about yet, but I'll talk about um, some game. And then next Saturday will be the results for this. And the ballot should be open, so definitely check the show notes for that. But Sarkoth and Maris, I definitely appreciate both of you guys joining me for this. I appreciate Falldown as well, who joined earlier. Uh, thank you very much, guys. You know, it's been a fair, fun podcast, and I appreciate you guys jumping in here with me. Yeah, the same. You're Always. welcome. Glad to be part of it. So if people want to find you, Sarkoth, uh, how can they find you or find out about your stream more? Uh, you can look at, you can look for me on Twitch at Sarkoth, or you can look at, for me on YouTube at Sarkoth Haven. So I'm on both, and I pretty much right now I try to stream off and on, back and forth each day to one or the other. And then, um, so if you can't find me on one, I'm usually on the other, and I stream pretty much every night. So usually from 9 p.m. to midnight Central Standard Time. Definitely, and if they want to find you on Twitter as well, I believe you're on Twitter, right? Yeah, I am. I'm on Twitter as well. If you guys want to come check me out, I do all my um, my streams all get announced on Twitter. Sometimes I'll even try to put them in ahead of time, but usually it's the as soon as I start streaming, it'll pop up there. And also on Discord, that I'm I I watch Discord like a hawk. So if you ever definitely need me there, um, that's probably the number one place to get in touch with me. Awesome. And Maris, uh, how about you? How can people find you if they want to talk to you? Oh, first you need to travel to Russia. <laughs> oh no, I'm 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 quite e- might take a lot. Then. <laughs> yeah, I made it easy for you guys. It's uh, M L and then Morris all together, and wherever you type it, I I should pop up. It's on uh, Twitch, on Mixer, on Facebook, on YouTube, on wherever you can think of. <laughs> And for me, you know, it's kind of the same thing. If you type in the Blaze Experience anywhere, you'll basically find me. Um, if you want to get a hold of me, you know, you can get a hold of me via email, theblazeexperience at gmail.com. Twitter and Xbox is going to be the same thing. It's just going to be Blaze Experience, capital B-L-A-I-S-E, capital X-P-E-R-I-E-N-C-E. I'm also on YouTube and Facebook, so I have those as well. I have a Discord like uh, Sarkoth. You know, that'll be in the show notes as well. So definitely check that out. And if you want to find the podcast, you can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Blueberry, Podbean, Radio Public, and basically many of the directories. We're on YouTube, Facebook, so many places. Essentially, the only place we're not on right now is iHeartRadio, which I'm trying to get us on there. So uh, pretty much anywhere besides there, you can listen to the podcast. But uh, thank you, Sarkoth and Maris, one more time for joining us. You know, it's been a lot of fun to have you guys on here, and I can't wait to see the results of this awards show. You're welcome. Glad to be part of it. You're welcome. And thank you to the listeners as well. We appreciate you listening to this. I know it's been a long podcast, but I thought it was a nice uh, gesture towards the end of the year, state of the case. So I hope you enjoyed this, and we'll talk to you next time when we reveal the results. So thank you again for listening to The Blaze Experience. (laughs) 